0: Perfect business for Clint's Polycule. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Luke Radowski here of the best politicalshow.com as of course we are going to be going live for the next two hours with all the latest breaking news happening right now as of course we are getting the articles coming in that the united states is preparing weeks of strikes and cyber attacks against iran there's some really interesting news coming when it comes to the poll numbers that biden allegedly is having over donald trump as of course the fbi now is warning about chinese hacker will there be a cyber cyber war what is going on here as some politicians are actually being arrested for going after satanic temple statues well we're going to be talking about that plus a lot more as well as the latest video from James O'Keefe which we actually have some personal insight about so <laughs> if you're interested about this particular topics of discussion share this broadcast with your friends and family members again we are going to be going live for the next two hours and you guys get to participate in the conversation in many ways one of the ways you could do that is by signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com you could do that for less than eight dollars a month and by doing so you get the ability to call into the show and ask us whatever question you want. You could also go to mysuperchat.com. It is our own website. And then when you do Super Chat, your Super Chat actually shows up on screen. We, of course, will also be reading your Super Chats from YouTube and your Rumble Rants from Rumble as well, as your support is more crucial than ever for this independent media organization. As, of course, joining us for this conversation is the one and only Jaya Reichick who's in some hot water with the ADL and NBC News that really doesn't seem to like you. But but Jaya, for the few people who might not know who you are, how would you introduce yourself and who are you?
1: Um, I am just a regular person who posted TikToks onto Twitter. And for some reason, the it angered the left. Like they literally lost their minds. Um, because they just can't handle seeing themselves in a mirror. Uh, and the second they open their mouth, they discredit themselves. So that's basically what I did. I exposed them in their own words. Can you blame
2: them for not wanting to see themselves in a mirror, by the way? You meet these people and you're like, I get it. I, I really do understand it.
0: <laughs> the, the, the story of just how you got to where you are right now is a really fascinating one, because you were kind of pushed into this situation, you willingly weren't a person being like, hey, I want to be in front of the cameras. You literally got, got doxxed. There's so many interesting stories that you have and and so much work that you do that uh, absolutely the system sees as a threat. So we're going to be talking about yeah. what the ADL just kind of did against you, probably on, on Rumble, where it's a little bit more safer to discuss these types of more controversial topics. But thank you so much for, for coming here. We also have Seamus, who showed up at my house randomly hey. and won't leave.
2: Yeah, uh, so my name's Seamus. My name is Seamus. Friends call me Luke's best bud. Um, I'm best <laughs> I buds disavow. With Luke. I, I, yeah, I disavow. I actually have a
3: shirt. Uh, we're best buds. I love my best buddy, Luke. And I actually got... Him this shirt. It would really mean a lot to me if you, you know, if you put this on because this is going to be my last night on the show for a while. So I, just, I thought that maybe I could, you know, maybe that, maybe it would be nice. Maybe it'd be nice. So, you know. Listen, that memorable. wasn't a
0: consensual. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you what gonna, happened during, put, during the making on? of this? Listen, I'm gonna. I'm maybe gonna Maybe the describe. rest
1: of us should just leave. <laughs> I oh, was not wasn't consensual.
0: this was not a consensual touch. Wow. First of all, and I will tell you the full story of what. Happened before this photo was taken with Tucker Carlson on Rumble, where uh, there, there's a lot to just the story that, the that, shirt, that highlights that highlights specifically Seamus Coughlin just being a really bad man. That's true. We'll, we'll get no, into.
4: No, and, oh, and
2: I can acknowledge Luke, that. Luke, but I, I mean, just,
4: if he's not your best bud, why are you wearing a shirt that says that he's your best yeah, bud on that shirt? There's
2: literally exactly on the shirt he actually is wearing <laughs> like, the shirt. So like. could you just put it on? It's like my last night here for a while. There, <laughs> there's there's a lot more to just, this story than what you're
0: being told. We're we're going to be uncovering it on rumble because I, I i might just uh you know let some expletives off too because i i'm furious <laughs> I all was, right and you'll sounds understand like
1: spreading misinformation literally done you nothing know, you'll but see you'll see you'll, you'll,
0: you'll see why and this is made in china too look at that anyway clint clint's here uh, that's Yo. what you asked for uh
4: clint russell host of liberty lockdown co-host of tower gang which you should not, not subscribe to and uh Co-host of The Best Political Show, which you absolutely should pick up your phone, look up the RSS, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Google Podcasts, go to Spotify, and enter The Best Political Show. Hit subscribe. Do not miss an episode. At Liberty Lockpot on X.
5: Hi everyone, this is Steph. We are Change on Instagram and Steph WRC on Twitter. Ready to push the buttons?
0: All right, we already have some super chats that I think are worth getting into. One from Based Joe saying, "I'm just here to give you money." Thank you, Based Joe. Thank I really you. appreciate that. Red Viking gave another super chat saying, "I live in Bernie's dream state of Denmark. We pay seventy percent tax but get free." Uh, things that we can't talk about here on YouTube and free other things we can't talk about on YouTube and lo- Luke don't be so mean to your co-host I'm the best yeah your best to the bud. co-host you best and um, we'll 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 have the struggle session in in just a little bit here as of course I think it's going to be important to jump into the full story before we get distracted even more as of course everyone right now on a more serious note is awaiting the response that the United States will have against Iran. A lot of the groundwork has already been laid as we have this Daily Mail article detailing how the United States isn't preparing one strike, but weeks of strikes and cyber attacks joined in against their offensive against, quote, Iranian-linked targets After three americans lost their lives in jordan in a base that was targeted by a drone now tehran is also answering back and saying that they're threatening to quote have decisively respond to the united states actions as of course a lot of people are saying joe biden is weak a lot of people are saying joe biden's going to overreact here what is he going to do We don't know, but I I, I think it's fair to say that this is not a good situation and geopolitically will create a lot more chaos, a lot more strife, a lot more problems for the people in the Middle East and the people of the world than a lot of people expect it to be. What do you guys think is going on here and how do you think the United States will respond?
4: There's been some unconfirmed reports that the Biden administration actually reached out to the Iranian regime. Wait, uh, I
0: have that article actually pulled okay. up here and that there was a negotiation. We'll get into that um, yeah. in just a little bit, okay. because I think that's another important component to, to bring up here. But, but this is the, the, the kind of PR that we're seeing released right now. This is the kind of information that, that is kind of seeing what is going to be the response here. And I think We're seeing these types of articles and we're seeing these types of leaks because I think they're kind of testing to see the kind of compliance of the general public public and what they could get away with. As we know, Iran has been a major target of the Pentagon for many years now. And now I I, I think they're truly releasing a lot of this kind of hyperbolic information to see, okay, let's see what, what, what people will go along with. Will they approve of this or will this be another moment like in Syria where Barack Obama tried to launch a war against that country but was met with significant amount of protests. That of course was one factor that allowed Barack Obama to back off the bombing of that
4: particular country. Well, that, that's exactly what I'm hoping we can do in this moment: is apply this uh, a similar pressure campaign. Because essentially, what happened with Barack Obama is he was prepared because they had allegedly crossed the red line. Actually, if you look at that story, it appears that they did not cross the red line, and that was also a lie. Uh, but because the pressure was applied, he said, OK, I've heard the American people. I'm going to take this to Congress. Congress refused to authorize war against Syria. And because of that, we uh, ended up avoiding what could have been a really cataclysmic war. I, I, my prayers are that that's the same thing that ha- happens here and Biden backs off, or at least he turns to Congress and then Congress backs off.
2: hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, You you brought up, um, sort of alluded to Syria, and the, the red line, and the sand. And this is something I remember a lot of people saying at the time, well, Obama has to do something about this, because the United States has made these threats in the past, and we don't want our threats to be empty. But is anyone sitting here today and saying we would have been better off as a country if we had gone to war with Syria? I, for one, am glad we didn't really hope we don't go to war with Iran. And I think we could also kind of have that hypothetical with Iraq, Mm -hmm.
0: with uh, Libya, with Afghanistan, with Somalia and all the other places that the United States got involved in. And then essentially, from my perspective, my point of view, stirred up a beehive. And then we're kind of uh, angry that there's a bunch of angry bees everywhere that they financed, gave money to, yep. gave weapons to it, and then facilitated the, the larger um, facilitation of them becoming a larger terror group. And that's yep. exactly what happened with, with ISIS, with Al Qaeda, Al Nusra, and a lot of these Sunni Wahhabist groups that have been linked to, of course, Saudi Arabia have been creating a lot of havoc and i think what we're seeing right now with with iran is this kind of creation of more sectarian violence between the sunnis and the Shiites. now it's it's a very complicated situation it's not a very easy situation to deal with but with the united states now threatening action against the number one group that took down isis and sunnis in the region um i i think this is only going to spur up other countries and help them get involved in this. And then this could very easily just spiral out of control.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse because I know I'm probably just going to be retreading ground that we already covered on the last episode. But I just have no confidence that the United States government is going to be able to handle this competently. And I don't think the American people should because their track record is just awful with respect to intervention in the Middle East. Well, And
4: keep in mind, too, the State Department has been asked, including the, the press corps has been peppering them with questions. What evidence do you have to demonstrate that Iran actually orchestrated the attack on the American troops? And they've been very clear. They don't have that evidence. What they what they do have is pretty good evidence that these kind of militia groups that are scattered throughout the Middle East have been armed by the Iranians. But did they actually take orders? Was this an order from the Iranian regime to strike American troops? If that's the case, it's a much easier claim for Cassis-Belly that you should actually go to war. If that's not the case, which the Iranians just flatly deny, they say, we did not order it. In fact, they went so far as to two days ago saying, we're now instructing these organizations, these groups, that like essentially we'll, with- we'll withdraw our support for you if you continue to attack American positions. So I think they do have some say over what these guys do, or at least they can apply some pressure. But you have to connect that dot and say – the Iranians ordered this. If you can't connect that dot, you absolutely do not have just cause to attack these well, people. Well, if we're going to be using that kind of logic, we could also say the Ukrainians
0: are acting on the behest of the American empire, exactly. and the Russians could say, we've got to strike back against America since since the United States arming and funding Ukraine here, and Ukraine is launching attacks on our infrastructure, on our people in our territory. So if, you're, if we're going to be using that logic, it, it, it's going to set a very dangerous president. It, it's going to set a very dangerous situation as, of course, China's looking at this entire situation and seeing how could they benefit off of all of this. Russia's looking at this situation and being like, yeah, let's spur up more conflict in the Middle East because then the United States can't finance Ukraine and can't fight us as effectively as they have been in that specific region. So with this conflict a- a expanding, there's, there's a lot of neoconservatives. There's a lot of hard Republicans that are just chomping at the bits to try to start this war with Iran. And and that, to me, I don't know, it, it's foolish, it, it's reckless, and absolutely has
4: no benefit for the American people or its larger interests. Well, let me add yeah. to that. It's illegal. If you don't get congressional authorization, it's it's against the Constitution, but also it's unilateral. You're not even going to the UN. You're not even attempting to, to do this uh, under the... You know, the neoliberal world order, the stuff that we have to risk world war for all the time. The whole reason that that Russia has illegally invaded Ukraine is because they went uh, against these policies. Well, if you're going to do the same thing, well, then you're no better. So I I just really hope that that they ultimately back off. I mean, what what are we describing here? Let's just like cut to the chase. They're saying weeks of strikes against Iranian targets. That is war. You are, you are declaring war without declaring war. The only way that the president is supposed to be able to defend this country is if it's under, under attack or immediate or uh, imminent threat. You cannot possibly argue that the American nation, the homeland, is under threat from the Iranians right now. You have a, a bunch of bases that are in all these nations illegally. And they struck that okay, but that isn't even directly connected to Iran. This is the most tenuous claim for a war with a major country I have ever seen, and I've seen a lot, unfortunately.
1: I just think like even if even if like we do have to do something, right? Does anyone actually trust that Biden is going to do a good job of it? No. no, like he's the last person I would want to lead us into any kind of conflict. Absolutely, no. but but well, I think we, I, I think
0: he's going to be the chosen one that that does so mainly because he's not really there. And if he's not really there, and if he's a puppet, and if he's taking orders, what better way to push one of the most unpopular demands from the American people that they've been trying to achieve for a very long time than through this kind of puppet president? That's what I'm kind of worried about, especially in an election cycle where a lot of things are are on the table, and they could just say, Biden, do this, or we're going to implicate your son, or we're going to make sure your son goes to jail, we're going to put more political pressure on you, and he's like... Ice cream? I get ice cream? Yes, Come on. Man. Joe, you'll get ice cream. No just just, just launch this war. He he is the commander he's the commander in chief, but like we found out through the bio, from from the Trump administration, even as the commander in chief, if you give military orders the military, sometimes doesn't listen to you. As as yep. Donald Trump said, "Hey, get the troops out of Syria." The military is like, "Yeah, sure, we'll do that, buddy." They lied never did that. And they liked to him about the number him. of troops who were yeah. there.
2: Yeah, so they could bring. There's another point here. I mean, th- there's this old saying that you should give power to the person who wants it least. And I think that that's actually how we should evaluate our foreign policy. Uh, we should allow people to to declare war or lead wars when they are the person who wants that war the least. Joe Biden's a war hawk, and he's been pushing for war for his entire career. So he should be the person we are the most skeptical uh, about leading any kind of war effort, because he clearly has no appreciation for the value of human life. Now, yeah. I,
0: I, I see a lot of this just spiraling out of control, as of course, we have another article here from the Daily Mail describing the, quote, frightening rise of the Houthi rebels, as of course, the Houthi rebels have been actively engaged in conflict against the major trade route in the middle east and now they are of course being linked to iran they're being called a major terror group in the united states and the british government have already launched major military offenses against them inside of their own country only of course probably radicalizing and mobilizing even more of them as the daily mail has this graphic here that we're putting on video for you to see their quote rise and uh, of course when when we see what's happening in the Middle East it is a long record of just a lot of conflict a lot of funding and sadly a lot of it is happening through arms and taxes that we paid for and we gave to that specific region. This goes all the way back to Afghanistan with the Mujahideen fighting the Russians. This goes back to the Iran-Iraq war when we were financing both countries, giving them weapons. This goes back to, of course, the fall of Afghanistan that has a crap ton of American weapons. And of course, let's not forget the Syrian freedom uh, fighters or or let's just, you know, ISIS and, and radical jihadists that the United States also gave trucks to with even American businesses on the side of them there's a reason why there's so much conflict and i think it's it's advantageous for the american empire to believe that they're doing a good thing by throwing a bunch of weapons in there but now with so many weapons going missing in ukraine the world is becoming more of a dangerous place now you have all these armed people now you're going to be bombing all these armed people what do you think their
4: response is going to be here it's not going to be a good one and this is why we are seeing the rise of the Hootsies. this well this is a perfect point to make because The Saudis have been uh, bombing and sieging the Yemenis for a better part of a decade with with armaments sold by both the Trump and Obama administration and and now Biden administration until it ended about a year ago. But what happened? I mean, we're talking about the Houthis. These are these are the rebels within Yemen. We 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 turned them via uh, basically a proxy war between the Saudis and the Iranians with Yemen being the victim of it we have now radicalized their youngest population into being totally militant radicals because they have lived in a war zone for their entire childhood. So it's like, this is, this is the trend that we see over and over again. I mean, the pattern is repeated constantly. And instead of just looking at it and going, maybe we should stop this cycle. Maybe we should stop this cycle of creating these really radical milita- uh, militarized elements because they have lived their entire lives in a war zone. Maybe this, this cycle of violence can stop. Hey, I don't get to have an M4,
0: the Afghani's get to have an M4, and and uh, it's just it's just absolutely disappointing to see uh, our money, our taxes, go to that region and and go towards arming individuals that, of course, are, are just going to be fighting and uh, taking each other's lives. I, I mean, I, I hate to sound like a hippie, another world is possible, and it begins with us not giving them a whole bunch of weapons, not giving yeah. them a, a whole bunch of money, and and stopping a lot of this perpetual conflict. That, of course, I think is it's meant. to to be a cycle we talked about this on the last show i think very effectively describing how essentially the united states military industrial complex is a hammer and they're trying to make everything out to a nail so they have something to do what better way to do that than perpetuate this larger kind of war on terror which is now also turning into a cyber war as of course we have this article from cnn politics describing how the fbi director is warning that chinese hackers are quote preparing to wreak havoc on US critical infrastructure. This as he was testifying to Congress and detailed how for every Chinese hacker, it outnumbers FBI cyber agents, 50-to-1. Now, uh, as we know, the, the, the Chinese do have a lot of people, a part of their population. Is it really 50-to-1 when it comes to Chinese government hackers versus FBI agent hackers? I don't know if those numbers are true, but now well, we're going through a different kind of landscape where war isn't just fought with bullets, but it's fought with information. It's fought with, right. with uh, computers. It's, it's fought with denying infrastructure and information from getting through. And that's why the first casualty of war is usually the truth it's usually information it's usually journalists that get imprisoned just like they did in ukraine and this is why independent media i think is more important than ever
2: yeah i mean i would also ask that question that that you did is it really uh, 52 to 1 because one important uh, of analysis here is how are they defining hacker and how are they defining uh, somebody actually being a government asset or working for the government in china so for example how would it even be knowable exactly well so <laughs> we saw this non-government actors in russia purchased like Uh, a couple grand worth of Facebook ads and we said that that was the Russians literally perpetuating an act of war against the United States of America like even though these were non-government actors and they bought a couple thousand dollars worth of Facebook ads Uh, and so I wonder here uh, and I think maybe at highest estimates it was like forty thousand dollars worth but when we're talking about a country where the government essentially owns everything you can make the argument everyone who is hacking there is uh, a government asset they are working for the state
4: I mean, you can make that argument, but it's tenuous. It's, I mean, this is I already did this rant the last time we had the, uh, I'm blanking on his name, the dude from PBD on. Christopher Ray infuriates me beyond belief. Mm-hmm. He gets up there on Capitol Hill and he says, We're, our, our hacking community is outnumbered 50 to 1 by the Chinese. Hey, Chris, you've been putting your FBI agents on a bunch of largely peaceful people from J6. That's right. Anybody that's been geofenced, you've been using all of your resources to go after these people. You've been going after people that that protest at abortion clinics. You've been yeah. wasting all of these resources. You never stopped Epstein. You never did anything good with these, with these resources that you have at your disposal. And then you get up there and you lament the fact that we're outnumbered by the Chinese hacking people. Like... Wh- It's your job, dude. It's your focus. This is on your plate. This is your responsibility. And ultimately, you're culpable. He ought to finish that statement with a resignation letter. Honestly,
2: I mean, good point. Well, but I I think what you're not considering, Clint, is that what the FBI actually has to spend its resources doing with respect to uh, its interactions online is putting profile pictures of cute girls on profiles that sputter Nazi talking points and then <laughs> trying to entrap people. That does keep him yeah, busy. Yeah, yeah, They're they, sock puppet they seem, accounts. Yeah, they seem to enjoy that oh, don't a don't forget lot.
1: about all the terrorists at school board meetings. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yes. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, right. They have yeah, yeah, to figure yeah. that out too. How
0: dared those and parents you, right? want to know what <laughs> yeah. their children you, are learning and being indoctrinated <laughs>
4: into. How dare they care Terrorism. about their education. china has got like yeah. a f- whole battalion of FBI agents following her all, all over the place. Is there something that you know that I
2: <laughs> it's, most of the followers of Libs of TikTok are actually FBI agents, I think. They're, they're like, no, no, but the government does
0: to. utilize uh, other governments. I, I first heard about this story from Israel, sock puppet accounts, fake accounts of them engineering pro-government talking points into the discourse in order to make it seem like more people believe in one particular idea than another. Now we have the introduction of artificial intelligence. China's doing yeah. this. The United States is doing this. Russia is doing it. And this, is, uh, this goes along into the... Kind of dead internet theory that a lot of what you're kind of participating in could be gaslighting financed by the state in order to try to lead you towards a particular top or destination that you wouldn't normally have unless you had all these comments, unless you had the likes and the dislikes in a, a certain way where it would lead you to a destination that they want you to be at mentally. So when it comes to kind of cyber war, there's many aspects of this because there's a lot of people, including myself, who believe that there's essentially fifth generation ...warfare being launched against the Western world, specifically the American people, that is incentivizing very destructive, horrible behaviors that are leading to people not having families, not having children, essentially being sterilized and eugenicized in many different ways to the point where their generation, their lineage is gone. If you're someone like China, why wouldn't you prioritize some kind of behavior like that on, let's just say, hypothetically, social media apps like TikTok? Why wouldn't you promote ideology that we can't talk about here on YouTube, especially when it comes to the snipping of you-know-what? Why wouldn't you essentially stop a population from growing and having cohesive, loving, family-strong units that, of course, would be... Uh, harder to conquer and subjugate. Now, I, I believe the conspiracy rabbit hole, I don't know about you, Chaya, I don't know how you kind of think about this. I think it even goes deeper. I think there's a bigger alliance between a lot of the tech oligarchs, intelligence communities and China kind of working hand-in-hand in, hand in this, but that's just me personally. But it, it, it's hard not to see social media as a weaponized tool against the general public,
4: especially with so much negative effects on it. Chaya, yeah, I, well, I, well, I would well, love well. to ask you about that, actually. Do you, do you think there's been the GOP argument has been that TikTok is some sort of CCP, psychological op against the American people, or at least the young people here. You're obviously well known for your uh, endeavors on TikTok. What do you think?
1: I think 100% TikTok. It's a weapon of war. Interesting. I, I will say, like, I don't know if China created it to be that, but they created it and it turned into this monster that they're probably now very OK with that um, being a weapon of war in in america to destroy us from within 100 percent i have no doubt yeah and
0: and what what, well i i just wanted to add the way that the the cia worked with china especially when it came to creating something else we can't talk about here on youtube that spread all over the world and created a a health crisis three years Mm -hmm. ago i do believe and this is my own speculation i might be wrong about this but from from the way i see the the dots being connected here I do see a larger ploy that that kind of does work together uh, with all of these different agencies and organizations. I don't know if you would go as far as to speculate as much as I am, but I, I can't see it any other way.
1: I and also I think that the like elites in America are also in on it. Obviously, um, with and and they they join with their policies. Like like even just what you were saying that um, our population is declining, right? So. Last September, I think it was the only month of last year, but there were more illegals entering our country than babies that were born in the U.S. Yep. Um, I posted about that today, and um, and and it's by design. It's one hundred percent by design, yeah. and and I think that they're all working together, and this is one hundred percent planned. Well,
2: and this is this is a very interesting statistic you bring up, and it it speaks to a little bit of what we were talking about earlier. Luke was. Discussing foreign policy and the fact that one of our big conversations the other day was, are they failing to meet their goals or are they just not telling us what their goals are and they're getting what they want? There's this idea, uh, there's an acronym P-O-S-I-W-I-D. The purpose of a system is what it does. So when you look at what's happening in the United States, we do have a very low birth rate. People aren't having children. And we are importing people from the third world to basically replace people. Now, people say that's the great replacement theory. You can call it a conspiracy theory all you want. That is literally what the system is doing right now.
4: Yeah, whether whether or not it's a, an orchestrated plan, we can debate. I yeah. I personally think that it is, um, but I don't have hard evidence to say definitively. But I, I do think that when you see more immigration than you do domestic population birth. You have, to, you have to realize what that portends for the future of this country. And what it portends is a nation that is not filled with Americans that were born yeah. here. And, and what does that mean for our culture? What does it mean for our governance model? What does it mean for the election outcomes? These are all important questions that I think that the domestic population has to tussle with, no matter how uncomfortable it may feel. The,
2: no, that, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go. no, no. no you, you. You're the No, guest. I was just
1: going to say, like, if, you, and if you do the crime of pointing out the facts, then you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, right. or even worse, you're a domestic terrorist, or whatever you know, to, whatever they want to call it. Then
0: they'll put you on the list with yeah. the ADL and exactly. the SPLC, and and I, you know, I've been through, through that within the last few years.
2: Did they put and, you on and, an ADL and, list or and SPLC list? I was,
0: I was, I, I believe I was on both. I was, okay. I was on the official Base. list with Ron Paul and Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 but this uh, was, this is when they first started to do this, and they actually listed We Are Changed chapters that I had no idea about, that I didn't know even existed. So mm-hmm. they helped me organize my organization better than I could, because what I just did when I started my uh, organization, when we were a grassroots activist organization that was giving out information, that was giving out DVDs and flyers, was I just said, hey, this is an idea. Anyone and everyone could run with it as long as you're not racist or bigoted or hateful or, or use violence in any way. I had very vague terms of services, just essentially safeguarding myself from anyone making us look bad in any way. And then a whole bunch of chapters popped up. I, I believe the SPLC uh, labeled uh, was it 260 chapters all over the world. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of chapters I have there. And so uh, I cool. was very impressed by that. I know I know the ADL is also targeting you recently. We'll talk about that on, on Rumble. I want I want to continue the conversation specifically when it when it comes to hacking because I did find it interesting that um, the, the FBI is warning about hackers as the U.S. Pentagon is literally talking about hacking the Iranians and going after their infrastructure as. We have learned time and time again american infrastructure is in in a point where it could be targeted and if it is there would be a lot of very devastating effects on the local populations just like we saw with that gas pipeline a few years ago in the south of the united states that of course uh impacted trade significantly and and you can just imagine if that happens on the grander scale, uh, scale as already prophesized by barack obama produced movies on netflix if 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 you could think about it how it could be done just like the cyber polygon war games were practicing to it be done you could see a, a big potential for something that could be down the pipeline that could be utilized especially before an election And uh, I I, I think it's it's safe to say that that this is one of the cards that they're kind of looking at being like, maybe we could play it, maybe we can't. Let's just see what the general public thinks when we release this information. And, of course, we'll blame it all on China or even Iran right now as they're kind of laying the groundwork of larger cyber war that could be happening and could be affecting all of us. Because if you're Iran right now and and you got the United States saying, yeah, we're going to launch cyber war against you. Why wouldn't you try to launch cyber war against the United
4: States, right? Well, and then add to that the fact that they've seeded the ground with the Obama executive produced movie on Netflix. And then you have the Civil War movie that's coming out in a couple months. Uh, shout out to uh, Beanie Man for the Civil War reference. I, yeah. He's, I very, mean, he's very giddy now. He's <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm like, no, this is bad. Sorry. No, I, in fairness, I think Tim, like, even though he talks about it a lot, I think he's bringing it up because he wants to avoid it, to be clear. So uh, if, he, if he weren't, I would definitely be talking to him like, hey, man, you got to chill. I definitely don't want to go down that path. Uh, but yeah, I think that they're they're floating out a bunch like just the odds like does anybody in this room think that something totally insane isn't gonna happen over the next ten months?
2: Like I just Oh think- yeah, no, everyone knows yeah. we can all feel near I mean and how prideful of me to say, like we can feel it. It's coming in the air tonight. I know. I felt but like Ian Crossland really, just walked in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, man, like I can like feel it Also there's happen. an election but, soon, so something yeah. has to happen. Well that's yeah, what exactly. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's
4: like ten months is the election. Yeah. Like the October surprise this year could be uh, one for the history books, mm-hmm. unfortunately.
2: Yep.
0: yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring up this next article, and this is from Kim.com that shared a report that allegedly details how Iran rejected a U.S. offer to bomb them. Yes, you're hearing this correctly. Now, I haven't seen this independently verified, but the reports are coming in that the United States actually reached out to Iran through the Swiss embassy and asked Iran if they could strike one of their sites and they would only do it to a location that Iran would approve of if they would promise not to retaliate. Now, this offer allegedly was rejected by the Iranians. We have Kim.com talking about it. We have Iranian news sources talking about it. Is this a kind of wag the dog moment? And what are some of the implications here? As Clint, you were bringing this up before we even got a chance to talk about the report from from the Iranian news sources.
4: I mean, I think if this report is true, which obviously it's unverified, so we can't say definitively, but if it is true, this is actually really positive because what it means is that the Biden administration through back channels is trying to not escalate this. They, they want to save face. They want to still tell the Middle East, we're the big dog, we're the boss. But they're giving Iran notification that, hey, we're going to strike here. We're going to make sure that it's, it's limited in effect and casualties. Do not, do not respond. If you don't respond, we can actually move past this moment and stop with the escalation trap. I, so for that reason, I hope it's true. And I'm kind of disappointed that the report got out because it could have been a way for us to avoid a wider war. Well, allegedly, it's the Iranians that
0: released this report. Um, And this kind of, uh, automatically after reading this kind of news headline, I I thought about what Donald Trump did to Syria. Because if you remember, there was Syrian gas attacks. And according to Donald Trump's own son, it was Ivanka Trump that went to her father, cried, and said, hey, Dad, can you please bomb uh, Syria? And Donald Trump said yes. But when Donald Trump did bomb Syria, he specifically bombed an airport that no one was really using inside of syria and it seemed like this was a very similar situation like we're reading about where there was some kind of deal saying hey we're gonna look tough on the world we're gonna blow up one of your um you know uh, your your airplane stations here we'll look tough you guys don't retaliate we'll call it a day and um everyone will be happy well, wasn't yeah.
2: there? Wasn't there? A, if I'm not mistaken, there were some whistleblowers who came forward after the supposed gas attacks occurred in Syria and said that the information that led us to believe that that was the case was pretty much bunk. There yes. was a, a
0: lot of uh, independent investigators. There was a lot of uh, independent uh, human rights uh, organizations, mm-hmm. and a lot of news reporters, even from the BBC, that, that went on the ground and were like, "Yeah, none of this adds up. None of this makes none sense. Why up? would? Yeah, yeah. And and they had no evidence providing it. Well, so and, and,
2: and not just. I, I want to mention this. It doesn't just not add up with respect to the evidence that they provided and we, what these whistleblowers were saying if we were going to take them at their word. But when you just look at Assad's motivations, like he saw what happened to Gaddafi. Why on earth would he want to use gas against his own people when, when that he line was winning had the war against the rebel groups? Exactly. Yeah. Like he was already ahead. It makes zero sense that he would do well, that.
4: And and that it was the declared red line from the Obama administration saying, yeah. if you do this, then you're going to go to war with America, which. You know, despite the fact that we're kind of a paper tiger at this point, Mm -hmm. that's still not something that you want. You know, if you're a leader of of a country, you realize that could be the end of your road. But let let me, let me, there was was also children
0: that were specifically speaking out and saying, Hey, some random guys just grabbed us and started pouring water on
4: us and told us to cry on camera. That's
2: crazy. And
0: those children were like, Yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay.
4: There was no gas attack. This is kind of a tangent, but I got to, I got to get this in. I watched the interview, uh, between Lex Friedman, Ben Shapiro, and Destiny Mm -hmm. over the weekend. And I got to tell you, it was the most frustrating thing. They, they basically have the exact same geopolitical outlook. But re- what really blew my mind, though, is that Ben Shapiro is sitting there and he brings up the Syrian gas attacks. Mm-hmm. And Destiny doesn't refute it. Lex doesn't refute yeah. it. It just goes as still a given. And I think that's that's what's – the reason I bring it up is, one, shame on all three of you. I can't mm-hmm. believe that you haven't dug into this at all further than that. But also how powerful it is that the initial narrative, how, how sticky it is, that, like – Once that is the propaganda push... The vast majority of people will forever believe that. Like, There's still people yeah. in America that believe that Iraq had WMDs. Yep. And like, it's just, it's just amazing how hard it is to un- unwind that lie.
2: I mean, even all that set aside, right? When you look at what happened with Gaddafi, which I referenced earlier, and you kind of look at um, Assad's position, you mentioned that the United States is kind of a paper tiger in some sense, and that's true. But I think what a lot of foreign leaders are actually very afraid of, particularly in this region, is not necessarily just direct political intervention from the Americans, it's it's uh, rebel groups being funded by the U.S. government. When you look at what happened with Gaddafi, how brutally he was murdered in the streets, now the United States government could never go in there and do that, right? Like, our soldiers would not go in there and do that, but if you fund a very vicious rebel group that wants to tear that regime down, they will do that to you, and that actually makes more of an example out of you than direct military intervention well, might. That's so, what ISIS was, man. Yeah.
4: It really was. That's I mean, it, interesting po- it, yeah. it was It was yeah. formulated through the, the kind of remnants of what was... Yeah the Iraqi military, and, and, but also arming the moderate rebels in Syria. It's, it's madness. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the
0: Lex Friedman, Shapiro, Destiny debate yourself. To watch, I tried to watch five minutes of it, and I was annoyed right away. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch this. You know,
2: they obviously have a very— di- like the, their geopolitical outlook is very different. I agree on that. I did really enjoy seeing them go back and forth on the culture war issues and on Trump. I thought that was interesting.
0: We have some super chats we're going to go into. As of course, we're going to go into the next story in just a little bit, right after them. As we have one here from Based Joe saying
2: that shirt is laced with seed oils. It does feel a little filmy. You're being uh, really Luke, selective on the reading. You're, you're being really selective we, on the chat reading because there are a lot of chats telling you to wear the shirt.
0: Shannon Mullins says uh, nothing but gave us a super chat for the first time. Thank you so much, Shannon. Uh, Abergat Authoritarian saying super chat tower R. Thank you. <laughs> Shannon again gave a super chat saying E. Jean Carroll touched me. No proof. Going to sue. <laughs> Good luck with that lawsuit. Just probably do it in Florida or Texas, and then you probably will be uh, very fruitful in uh, your endeavors. Lane Boy 63 says to Clint, his name was Vincent from PVD.
4: Vin, Vinny Oshada. My bad, bro.
0: My bad.
2: Vinny. Yeah, yeah. Aburgat
0: Authoritarianism says Clint's a Fed and own Benjamin is his handler. <laughs> okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Who knows? Probably. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy, said. Crazy part is it's still only January. Yep, that's, uh, that's absolutely true. T-Dog said over 20% of the Irish population are born overseas. With current trends, the Irish will be a significant uh, minority in their own country in the next 20 years. Yep. So Seamus, how do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. I've, all, I've spoken to this in the past, um, I, and I, I guess what I'm saying is true is the fact that most people who are ethnically Irish are outside of Ireland. I haven't really paid attention to their demographic uh, situation but people go like oh you call yourself Irish and you're born in America, It's like I'm not bragging, dude. I'm not taking street cred. Like, I'm warning people about the genetic <laughs> issues I might have and the behavioral issues I might have as a result of the ethnic group that I come from. Right. Like It's not a boast. That's not how you get street cred in the United States. Just so you all know. She- she- she-
0: Seamus has an Irish leprechaun card, <laughs> by the George way, George that George he uses all the <laughs> time. He's, yeah. it's, it's like his privilege card. Uh, I'm not your buddy, guy, says February. It feels like a year has already passed. Absolutely. Time is... Just absolutely uh, crazy shout, shout we got a uh, we got another rumble rant that we can't get into here on this broadcast Clint you have something I was to say just really gonna quick? say shout
4: out to Josie who tweeted uh, yesterday. Uh, Congrats to everybody for making it through the year of January. I'm glad we made it. (laughs) I was like, yep, that's what it felt like. It feels like it. It's absolutely crazy that
0: uh, it's still not even one month in and already so many crazy things have happened. We got another MySuperChat.com from Lane Boy saying just want to point out Trump finally attacked RFK on Truth Social. RFK had a good response on his Twitter. Also to Clint, did Ian vibrate you during his visit? How was it? Ian is still here, by the way. Ian looked at him. He's vibrating in the ether, Mm -hmm. uh, but decided to take Ian, tonight off because he's, he's, he's celebrating and enjoying
4: himself. Ian is with me always, always vibrating <laughs> in unison. We are one.
2: It's true. Crash they, Bandit. They actually both, yeah. they both wear different Fitbits, <laughs> and so they know when the other's vibrating. They're synced. <laughs> they, they're they're synced
0: together. We were synced. Crash Bandit <laughs> gave a rumble rant saying whether uh, cough was a weapon or not, it was used as one after it was out like TikTok change my mind, okay? Uh,
2: Lane fair, boy. Fair thesis. He about, is he talking about that thing that you said we didn't want to mention? Yes, I, I think so, Because all I yeah. will say, and this is Sir Francis Boyle, the, the author of the American Implementing Legislature of the International Bioweapons Convention said that by definition it is. Elaine
0: Boy gave another super chat saying, what's the short version of the backstory of how and when Stephanie joined We Are Change with Luke? Stephanie, you want to go that quickly?
5: Sure. Um, 10 plus years ago, worked uh, doing an internship for We Are Change and I was a writer, part of a, a nice team we had going. We did some articles. If you look on my Instagram, you can find a link to that and you can read and learn more.
0: Yeah, Don't Taze Me, Bro uh, was originally our editor along with Cassandra Fairbanks. And we had a huge newsroom. I think we had like 30 plus uh, employees and writers. We had people from all different kind of ideologies arguing, and it was definitely um, a fun time. But let's change topics a little bit, as of course, we have a story that I wanted to get into. And of course, this is from Vice that is reporting that a political candidate beheaded a satanic temple statue, and now he is facing charges. This is specifically the story about Michael Cassidy, a former U.S. naval pilot that destroyed a display. of Baphomet that was featured at the Iowa State Capitol and now uh, he's facing charges I thought it was popular to destroy statues of course a lot of people get away with it if the political purposes are are on the right side of the establishment but this guy gets charged here I remember my original reaction to this because I was on Timcast when this story broke my initial kind of reaction was like hey we can't be like the left Uh, we, we can't say they did it so we get to do it Uh, but, But the fact that now he's being criminally prosecuted, I think, absolutely highlights a double standard here that is absolutely unfair. And that's just the type of system that we live in now.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you also think about the fact that like Satan literally represents every potential evil that could possibly exist, and the fact that this is being put up in a federal building or government-funded building, we're told we have to tear down statues because they represent slavery, or the person who the statue is made of had some accusation made about them years later. It's like, okay, well... All of those things, every form of evil that you might be able to attribute to another statue is literally embodied in the statue of Satan. And I know they think it's it's edgy and interesting and they're cool for doing it, but um, it's just there to make a mockery out of our system, frankly. Uh, And it's also there because they hate God. This is something I've I've said in the past and it just becomes more and more apparent. Like these people literally just hate God and they tell you that with almost everything they say.
1: And he was charged with a hate crime,
2: right? Mm -hmm. Well, yep.
0: I'm, I'm gonna read up um, on the article right now. It's So it, but, rude that but, he
2: hates the devil. It
0: was so <laughs> so hateful. But it, it definitely does feel, feel like there's a, a two-tier justice system yeah. because yeah. how many statues yeah. did the left take down? How many of them did they desecrate? How how many of them do they keep spray painting and destroying all the mm-hmm. time? And uh, that action gets kind of promoted. This automatically makes me think of what happened outside of. Uh, trump tower in new york city where uh, of course we had the city there literally paint black lives matter outside of it but if someone wrote a, a, a disagreeing political message they would of course would be arrested but mm-hmm. the city could do it the leftists could do it but 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 you dare express another political opinion that's not okay You're going to be politically prosecuted, which I I think is absolutely unfair. And the hypocrisy needs to be called out here because a system like that, that is so unjust, cannot continue the way it is going. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, you know, I just want to mention also like with what you do, the fact that you're kind of posting information uh, about what the left is doing and just quoting them using their own words and how they lose their minds because it um, it it loosens their grip over the control that they have over introducing the public to their ideas you just go all right we know it's really important to them to introduce these small little things incrementally so with a statue of satan i mean that seems to me just the most over the top insane way of saying the quiet part loud for them but even with that what they try to do is like well, we're not literally satanists and we don't actually believe the devil exists but what they don't understand is that actually proves that they are satanists because satan always says the opposite of what god says god says i am who I am therefore satan says i am who i'm not the devil's always telling people he doesn't exist so by not believing in him you are worshiping him so they're acting like it's this ironic thing when they're doing exactly as you would do as a satanist it feels like they're like
1: testing the waters right yeah. like put up the statue and i think they were kind of hoping for something like this to happen so, um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad there's no Satan statue there anymore, but it feels like he played right mm. into their plans in a way. And then a few weeks later, the, the state capitol of Michigan followed, copied them, and they also put up a Satan statue.
2: It's so sad. I mean, I, I imagine they were going to follow suit uh, sooner or later anyway, but you're right i I think they're kind of trying to slowly introduce people to things and uh, this is what i was touching on earlier with the the impact that libs of tiktok has had is because what you basically did is you took videos that would only have existed in these more esoteric corners of the internet and that would have radicalized people further and further to the left in these small pockets and you just showed it to the public you didn't make anything up you didn't lie about people and for that they've literally called you a terrorist yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane.
1: because <laughs> they, they want to exist in their own bubble, mm-hmm. uh, like only people who agree with them should be able to see their content. But you know they don't know what to do with themselves when there's when there's another opinion when other when other people are seeing it. So
4: perhaps an unpopular opinion, but I, I think the the game that they're playing is: can we get the right to tear down statues too? So I would well, I would encourage you to, what I to just be said. cautious. Yeah, it,
1: it feels like it feels like they were hoping for someone to go tear that down. Right. But then, they got but, what then, they wanted. but
4: then what does that what does that mean? It means that, OK, we're in this like the the idea of Marxist revolutions is that you're going to tear down your entire history. Now, I'm not saying that this Baphomet statue is part of our history, but because you've now entered the same game of tearing down monuments and statues and things like that. Ultimately, it it will then give them kind of tacit permission to go and continue in their process of tearing down American history. Yeah, I just wanted, I, I just wanted to uh, really just quick, really it. quick. I just wanted to make a correction. I don't think he's facing hate crime charges.
0: Vice News is reporting that he's facing vandalism charges that could carry a one year prison sentence and a two thousand five hundred sixty dollar fine. Just for clarification, sorry, Seamus, you had you were well, no, saying it just, something. I was
2: saying like I. I, I One of the reasons I disagree with that is because they don't need our permission to tear down the statues and they never have. They just go do what they're going to do.
4: Yeah, but would you like that to continue?
2: It's going to continue. Un- until but we now they can say, the like, thing. oh, you
1: guys also tear down statues. I don't know.
5: And that's, that's also I don't one of the things that that happens if you travel a lot like and see the the looting and the destruction of monuments and the destruction of history. That's one of those things to be super wary about. Like I've traveled a bunch of places and I've seen that, and it's always sad to be like, yeah, you know, this used to be like this, but but you can imagine what it looked like before the looters came and everyone tried to steal everything or or dismount it or just take away history. So it's super important to be paying attention to things like this uh, and, yeah.
2: I'll say this. So I, I hear what you're saying. I do. And part of it is just that it is a, a statue of Satan, which for me crosses the line in a particular kind of way. But when I also look at it just pragmatically and strategically, I can't see how the path to victory is to allow them to tear down our statues and put theirs up. Well, I agree. No, I agree, I agree with not. that.
4: That's conquest. But I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying the, my argument is let's not tear down these statues. And and I'll make an even further step with that argumentation and say, if there is to be a statue of Satan, does it not belong in a government building? <laughs> yeah. It is a fair representation of everything that they do. Oh,
0: that's hilarious! And the, the larger satanic do have a blank line. group of really bad, sinister people. I mean, there's a reason the, the Podesta's go to spirit cooking dinners. There's a reason By they the hang way, out with this Marina is topic,
1: but... That's why January 6th was the best day of their life for the Democrats. It is exactly what they needed exactly. because they're the violent yep. for years. And then finally they had something like, oh, look, the Republicans are violent too. Even though, obviously, we know the FBI agents were embedded there, they... they they push people to do violence. Like, we know all that. But, you know, they, they'll just deny that, obviously. Yeah. And, and they could point to that forever.
2: Yeah, well, and it's so fascinating, too, right? Because you look at January 6th. And, and even at the time, even when I, I first saw it happening, and I believed the narrative, I, I'll be honest, I was a little suspicious that there was some federal involvement. But I didn't have that information yet. And so I wasn't going to jump to any conclusions. But it was obvious, even from that point, when it seemed horrifying, that it, it just paled in comparison to everything that the left had been both doing and cheering for and demanding that you publicly accept for months months on end, you just went, okay, there's no question here that this was significantly less damaging to our country, and yet it's going to be not only made into an equivalency, it's going to be the only thing that we're allowed to talk yeah. about, right? We, January we do 6, right January away. 6, yeah. January 6th, I, I January 6th. I was with
0: Tim when it, when it happened, and like, me and him were like, oh, it's just set up. They're being set up right away. Yeah, and uh, I was like, hey, I should probably go down there and film videotape, and then and then it was like, no, that's a dumb idea. Yeah, they're they're going to you, you up too. Up. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, uh, okay, I won't go. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and uh, only Al- reason I, you're not in jail, yeah, right uh, now. <laughs> Alex Jones, also on the bullhorn. Hey, this is a setup. Hey, everyone, go back. Get out of here. Um, And again, he's being investigated. And I, I know, and, wasn't
1: there a report like yesterday that the the January 6th pipe bomber was a Capitol <laughs> Police officer? Did the one who discovered, discovered. I mean, pipe, Thomas the, Massey the pipe, wrote yeah, that on Twitter. Yeah,
0: um, I, I got to look up Thomas Massey, but I believe the reporting that I saw was yeah. that the the person who found it was a Capitol Police officer. Um, now, who exactly left it? Uh, who exactly placed it there? I don't think is is still known. Mm. But the speculation is that this was a, a kind of setup, just in case if the official kind of plans if the crowd didn't go along with what a lot of the agitators and and federal informants kind of egged them on to do again lots of this is just speculation uh really quick clint finish your point because we have a we have a james o'keefe video that i want to get into
4: as well should we just get into it oh i just want to say real quick that it's my understanding is that they actually had the the cell phone data from the person that they believe actually planted it and that cell phone data Despite all of the other thousands of people that were geofenced and tracked and persecuted and prosecuted over the past two years, that data happened to be corrupted. I'll let you decide from there.
0: You know, yeah. just like the tapes outside of the jail of Jean-Luc Bernays' prison Oh, you're uh, prison right, the person cells.
1: who found the pipe bomb. Exactly. Was it uh, U.S. Capitol Police officer? So, uh, There's another tweet. I'm trying to find it.
0: Let, let's get into the next story before we move over to Rumble, and that is the latest expose by James O'Keefe that released a video with one of the top White House cyber officials literally telling him... But the White House wanted to replace Kamala Harris and confirms that President Joe Biden is in mental decline. Here's a a small (laughs) clip of the video. It's like it's like undercover video, like Uh, like, the sky is blue. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 to have it mentioned by by someone within the White House is significant. Here's a portion of the video. He didn't say
3: Joe has a stutter. You're pretty high up. In the government. Yeah, I'm fairly high up. I'm good at keeping secrets, and so I
2: manage two federal agencies the State Department and USAID.
3: So when you say sec- it's like security, like you're protecting the
2: networks of the federal agencies that pre- you give all your information to. Yeah.
3: The mission is to protect right. yes. information. And we, sir, we, we are like the president's voice when we go into meetings in terms of. Discussing and, and promoting the president's priorities. Is he, is he going to be the, the nominee?
2: Yes. Yeah. And she
3: will be the vice president nominee. Yeah, I don't. There was know. a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly they didn't. She can't keep Black's staff. The they quit on her in mass. But with him, I yeah, mean, I know. Mama, I know. He's got I know. dementia.
1: Um,
0: I know, I know. When James O'Keefe was saying that he has dementia talking about how people are just literally leaving Kamala Harris's office since they don't want to work for her. And um, this is this is pretty significant, even though, as, as we described here, it's also pretty obvious. But uh, great work on James O'Keefe. We were actually uh, with him when he was working on this particular investigation. And I was like, hey, James, what's your disguise? And he literally put on some glasses, and I'm like, "Dude, where's your disguise?" He's like, "This is it." And I'm like, "Dude, this is not gonna work. Like, this. this what? What are
4: you?" He's like, "It worked." He's like, "I'm I, Clark Kent." I, I I, 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 <laughs> no, that's
2: exactly what I said to him. I thought it was hilarious, and it was one of these things where um, we saw his his disguise, and I was talking to them about it, and I just started thinking like. Man, this is just so awesome and so funny that like I want to like make jokes about it and do a video about it, but I, I promised him I wouldn't say anything to anybody. Uh, so I didn't, but good for him, man. He's really... The, the guy had to start from scratch, and he's really doing a great job. Really I, I was great impressed, job.
4: too, because he was... <laughs> he he came in and he's like, I've been talking to this dude on the phone for hours. Like, I just can't get him to say it. Uh, so the fact that he had to go see him in person to get this dude to actually admit it. Uh, but at least it was worth it. It was worth it, James. Mm-hmm. Good job. Good job. Good work, brother.
0: Um, Yeah. I I mean, the video keeps uh, going on for a little bit. It's a 13 minute video. We only played a a, a small kind of segment of it here. I still haven't had the chance to watch all of it. But uh, it's pretty incredible to know that there's people within the the White House, people are part of this administration that know, hey, our guy's not really there. He's not competent at all. The vice president is extremely unpopular. We really don't like her. We have to get rid of her. And, And they can't, but they still keep moving forward in this being our political leadership for the next four years? Are you kidding me? What kind of person, what kind of individual knows that they're leading this country
4: in decline and saying, yeah, we'll just keep doing it? Well, I what I found remarkable is the part we haven't played yet because it's too long. But when uh, asked about Michelle Obama and whether or not she would be a, a possible contender, and he said very directly that no, she watched you know the torturous experience that it was for Barack Obama and that she has no interest in entering politics. So a lot of people have been theorizing that it would be her, and it appears, perhaps, if this guy's right, that it won't
2: be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you just imagine if somebody actually is president of the United States at this point, uh, now that they've really gotten their test run in for Biden, if it's all just like a ghost administration where they're the face of the organization and there's other people behind the scenes. Is that not what this is right now? Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. That's their test run with Biden. And that's something we've all speculated on for years. Is the president really the president? Like how much how much are they actually doing when you look at all the obligations that you incur by being in that position? You think like no one can do all of that. Um, But to varying degrees, right, it seemed that some presidents had some control. And now with Biden, we just know that there's absolutely no way he's made any decisions at all. Yeah, it it seems like it's just purely a uh, spokesmanship he's like a po- it's like a pop star yeah or it's like yeah a pop star pop someone star, else is writing PR your music agent, you go yeah. on
5: stage and lip sync like your whole but it's always been like that where at least for me when you look at it and it's always like oh these people are super staged like they're told what to say i remember like when bush would always scramble things and say things wrong too like and everyone would just make fun of the presidents of the united states every time uh, growing up as a kid that's like what i saw so i think that it's always been staged until kind of trump felt less staged that's what I <laughs> Saying, I, I think absolutely.
0: Bush played up on that I, I Sorry, really do I believe Bush who was educated in uh, what was it Yale yeah. and Harvard uh, was absolutely playing up this part in order to kind of excuse his larger uh, aggression aggressive actions against the American people i I, I don't think he was uh, he he spoke that way originally and and I, I think it worked kind of brilliantly yeah, I don't know for man
2: them. I disagree I think uh, to be an uh, in in Ivy League student you have to say stupid things. I think it's one of the requirements. <laughs> Well, and and, and do really stupid things, too, including pants. sitting well, in
0: coffins and doing unspeakable things right. with your buddy that John Kerry. It absolutely is. I carried uh, me and club. my friend. We did, a, we did a visualization of what was going on. I had a Bush bush mask. He had a Dick Cheney that mask.
2: See, that doesn't and, prove it for me. We, that's not we went outside
0: Skull and Bones. I know it doesn't <laughs> prove it to you. Uh, but we went outside Skull and Bones and we reenacted some of the alleged... Um, behaviors there after we confronted Arnold Schwarzenegger there, who also has some very interesting ties to Germans in the 1930s, by the way. What? Um, Yeah. If you guys haven't heard this, we could probably talk about this Mm -hmm. on Rumble as we are just two minutes out from a place where we could finally be able to speak freely about issues without any fear of censorship or our voices being destroyed by the technocrat gulag overlords known as the Susan Wazinski mob here on YouTube. So if you're watching right now, we of course have the first hour of this conversation on YouTube. We also have it on Facebook. We also have it on Twitter. I'm going to be getting rid of all those streams. And we of course are going to be all going to rumble.com forward slash we are change. That is our website. You can also find us on thebestpoliticalshow.com. And we're on the front page of Rumble. So if you just scroll down, they're doing a partner Now with Barstool. So that's going to be up for the next few days and weeks. But once that is done, they're going to have their picks usually on top. Now their picks is is in the middle. And you could see us live right now with Dr. Drew and Glenn Greenwald. As of course, it looks like we got more live viewers than uh, all of them, which is which is awesome to see the, the people coming together on Rumble. Again, we have a lot of subscribers here on YouTube. But we know YouTube is not a safe place for online content creators that want to have an open conversation. If you want to have a limited conversation, YouTube's great. If you want to just talk to the Kyles and Karens and to all the NPCs, it's great, it's perfect but it's time to expand our ability to communicate with each other. It's time to expand our consciousness. It's time to expand and look at and discuss ideas that might be a little bit too controversial for YouTube. And the place to do that is Rumble. Rumble has been doing incredible work fighting for online content creators, standing up to governments, launching lawsuits, having to deal with major lawsuits, which now include a lawsuit against them from BlackRock. They're they're facing a lot of adversities. They're facing a lot of Problems, but that's why we are standing behind them and telling everyone hey, if you're watching on Twitter, you're watching on Facebook, you're watching on YouTube, go right now to rumble.com, scroll down, and you could see our video live in the picks category that is available for everyone right now it is imperative that you guys do that sign up and of course click the subscription button so you guys get the notification when we are going live we also wanted to remind members of lukeunfiltered.com that of course we also will be going to your questions in 30 minutes from now also on rumble chaya as we leave our youtube audience where can people find and support your work
1: livesoftiktok.com. I have a newsletter that I send out every day and lives of on all platforms
0: and then uh, Seamus is the worst political I'm show.com I'm, I'm, right? I'm
2: Luke's best bud Hey guys, everybody, the worst, um, the I'm worst, worst political show.com um, literally. I, have, uh, I bought that website for you. You're a, welcome. <laughs> I have a YouTube channel called freedom tunes. We just released a cartoon today about Ben Shapiro rapping. Uh, I do my Ben Shapiro impression. He drops some bars. It's pretty amazing. You guys, should, you guys should go over there and check it out. And if you like what I'm doing, please become a member at freedomtoons.com. You will get a bunch of extra top secret cartoons that only just behind the paywall as well as behind the scenes content. And you'll be supporting the show. Clint
4: Russell's the name. Liberty Lockdown's the show. Uh, if you guys want to support my work, libertylockdown.locals.com, or you can just subscribe over on X at Liberty Lock Pod. Uh, I also do a show called Tower Gang, which I'll be on at 9 15 tonight on Rumble. You should not watch that or subscribe, and you should not even pretend that you've ever heard of it. Steph.
5: This is Steph. We are change on Insta. Steph WRC on Twitter, professional button pusher of We Are Change.
0: You, you know, I bought you a website, Seamus and and you're just not using it and I'm so disappointed in you. I can't believe you're not using the worst political Luke, show. I dot com you, I bought
2: I, you a t-shirt and you're not using it. Oh. so well, mm, the worst kind of political show. There, we, com is buddy?
0: way better of a domain than whatever this. Best this assault on my on. physical What's body to was. To Again, I'll, get into, I'll get into that in a little bit.
2: Best buds. Oh, we, oh,
0: I don't know about that. Uh, if I, Luke doesn't I, want I, that I shirt, you know I'm going to wear it. Right? Please. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm okay, Clint. Uh, you're, you're fine. Um, a couple super chats. Jack B. <laughs> he saying,
1: secretly loves the shirt. We he loves this <laughs> shirt. It's
0: his favorite <sighs> shirt. Chai, ch- ch- whose team are you on here? That's <laughs> <laughs> not fair. The, Jack B. gave a super chat saying, Luke, calm down. Never! Abrogat Authoritarian says, I almost tuned out, and then Clint Clint comes out with a banger. This man could be your next vice president. Yes, he he is going to be the next vice president of the United States under the Libertarian ticket. That is actual, uh, a real thing that is happening. Um, So yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting to say the least. This, as of course, I I think think we could finally breathe i think we could finally express ourselves freely by youtube as of course we now finally leave youtube we have a little bit of a delay so it's always not clear to to when we could actually just speak freely but we're gonna do it anyway as of course videos like this are now going viral all over social media highlighting the donald trump MAGA border solution now, is that an accurate d- 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 description? Well, no, it's an oversensationalistic point of view that, of course, a lot of leftists are pointing to and being extremely hyperbolic to, as, of course, I want to get into the first topic of discussion, and that is the major attacks happening against our guest, as we have this tweet from the libs of TikTok saying, holy shite, newly unearthed emails reveal the EDL urged a counterterrorism unit in Washington to investigate me. Matt Walsh and real Chris Rufo, Rufo for anti-LGBTQ plus hate. Now, this is a, a, a crazy report here. This is a report from the Daily signal.com, But with the way that the bureaucratic administrative state has been acting, it absolutely aligns to what has been happening in Washington, D.C. under the Biden administration that, let's just be honest here, has weaponized the Department of Justice, weaponized the FBI, weaponized many organizations that are supposed to be fighting terrorism that are supposed to be fighting the bad guys and they're going after individuals like 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 chaya they're going after individuals like like lives of tiktok that, that are literally showing a mirror to the woke leftists who are just uh, parading themselves on tiktok and are and are forced to see themselves this is just absolutely crazy chaya what's been your response to this because it's it, it's freaking crazy
1: yeah, I'm still like trying to figure out what all this has to do with anti-Semitism. I, I can't, I can't figure it out. If anyone could enlighten me, uh, because that's what the ADL is supposed to do. Like their whole thing is they they fight anti-Semitism. They they I think their bio says to stop the defamation of the Jewish people. Does, or does
4: that make you reconsider what the ADLs? actual role is because oh, i know what their actual role is okay yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what do you think it is
1: oh they're they're a propaganda arm for the for the democrat party yeah mm-hmm. 100 they they have nothing they they haven't done anything about anti-semitism in in years probably
4: but they um, had a bunch of mean things to say about Kanye, so I guess they're fighting the good fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it's it's so it's so I mean, especially now knowing you and hanging out a few times, you're such a sweet person. <laughs> and it's like for them to actually try and get a counterterrorism unit on you <laughs> is is fucking mind blowing. I
1: was on another show today, and I was saying like sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like. This is what they're all these people are freaking out about. Like, I I don't even have that in me. Like, I don't I can't I don't know I can't hurt a fly. We, we should do uh,
0: like, we should do a Freedom Tunes episode where we go into like an FBI office and there's a bunch of agents all, all around and then there's like a, 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 one of those conspiracy boards and you're in the center <laughs> of it. Like, we got to get Chaya. <laughs>
2: She's showing TikTok videos. You know what? To people <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing yeah. is, the thing is, I like that idea, but I only take suggestions from best. Buds, and you're not wearing a shirt that would indicate to me that that's what you are. I don't believe that you have any best buds. And then you that that touched
0: me. I don't believe you have. But you touched me. Uh, this was not a consensual touch. As you can see, my body language here is centered away from you for a reason. I'll get into that in a another, little bit. We're talking about something uh, important uh, another here. Feminist uh, liberal, uh, another feminist liberal. Uh, liberal
2: uh, another feminist, feminist liberal trying to me too a truth speaker. <laughs> Let's, l- l- listen,
0: we'll get into it. We'll get into. You're not. You're not getting off that easy. Mm-hmm. Let's get back into this uh, serious topic of discussion. Which I think is 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 worth uh, expanding on because this this is not the first time that the ADL attacked you. I remember reading about a separate incident, and I'm like,
3: "Chai Ch- 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 is Jewish. Like, like, yeah. Why are they attacking Chai? This is ridiculous."
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like even if I even if like I wasn't Jewish, like why like why are they talking about like anti-LGBT hate? Like, what does it have to do with anti-Semitism? But you know, add on top of that that like I'm an I'm an open Jew, and and they're they're just going against everything that they were originally founded on. It's it's crazy. and they have so much power because they're this massive organization. and people take them seriously. I mean that the president meets with the president of the ADL meets with presidents, he works with Obama, like, like, they, they're not just, like, trolls on Twitter. And if they say, oh, this person needs to be investigated by a terrorism unit, like, they'll be taken seriously. Well, the and they had
0: And they had multiple meetings with Elon Musk specifically discussing this larger mm. issue. Um, what happened out of those meetings? I don't know. It's, it's interesting since, uh, of course, Elon has been kind of very vocal on this issue as well, calling it out as, as just
4: absolutely ridiculous. Well, the, yeah. the ironic thing about this is that they're they're trying to use a, a terrorist task force to come after you but what does the adl do if not terrorize people like they, if they if they list you as being an anti-semite or a hateful mm-hmm. whatever smear merchant or whatever it's like that's that, right. That's a life-ruining yeah. event and they do it totally willy-nilly
2: ironically yeah. enough there's there's actually an argument to be made that that is stochastic terrorism in certain Ooh. instances which is what they're accusing us of yeah. all the time so years ago majid nawaz sued the spLC because what the spLC was doing was accusing him and ian hersey ali and sam harris of being islamophobic and i don't know if you guys are aware of this but there are a lot of people in the world who will literally kill you if they see you as an enemy of islam well yeah. so especially the, the if, you, if you are statements the, the SPLC
0: was was very incredulous for a, a long number of years now and they've been working hand-in-hand hand with the FBI, which kind of adds up to what the FBI is doing, especially weaponizing uh, the Department of Justice against Trump supporters now, but also anyone who's kind of anti-establishment. They listed my organization with the KKK, and I'm like, why am I in the same Yours? group as the KKK? How does
2: that make sense? You it, go to, it like, 12 meetings and they start associating <laughs> you. It's crazy.
4: They, I mean, they they listed they listed myself, Dave Smith, Reed Coverdale, the Mises Caucus, the, the people that took over the Libertarian party is like this alt-right fringe hate group and it's like This is the SPLC. I mean, uh, if I,
1: they listed me somewhere. Yeah.
4: But I mean, if I wasn't like,
2: I feel left out, man,
4: if I hadn't, if I hadn't already secured, you know, my financial life through uh, entrepreneurialism, like that would have been catastrophic to have my fucking name sitting there. And
1: that's their whole goal. It's to destroy it because then they go to the banks. They're like, Hey, look, here's, here's the proof. This person is an extremist. This person is, is connected with the KKK. Now you have to debank them and you have to take them. You have to delete all their social accounts. Seamus, you're not, Cool
0: enough to be uh, in the true. group. You're not Let cool enough to be the on the life. list. Now,
2: Media Matters is even after the FBI. Media even, has no, Matters are not after um, me, but uh, I haven't had a chance to Media Matters goes yet. after everyone. Yeah, You're not just gonna special. want
4: to ruin it. Bush League right. rookie <laughs> shit, Seamus. B tier,
1: right here.
0: B tier co host that, you know, you still have, listen, listen. I all this from my young spark. You're a young man. You know, you still have a ways to go. You're right. You know, if you work hard. Can I give you some tips? Thank you, please
2: looking for? If him. you work
4: hard, you might be as cool as us, like, but, well, but you're not cool. You know, I don't know why it would
2: go backwards. Uh, Despite the fact that
4: you're young, I mean, your, your liver's like 55 years old. It's like 55 so. or Absolutely. 60 years yeah. old yes. yeah, at this yes. point. It's I true. It's in, it's in rough shape.
2: <laughs> so if I that, saw you, Seamus
0: just grab m ms today. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why? Are, <laughs> that's literally I, I true. find hot pockets that's in the, my <laughs> fridge now, and I'm like, why are you <laughs> eating that? That is terrible. Listen,
2: I'm in town for a couple days. I was like, I'm just going to grab some stuff at the grocery store. It's like the worst stuff
0: you could possibly eat. This man's a Seed oil, absolutely. Like, like I have a All shirt right. that says seventy percent, seventy eight percent seed oil. That's him. Well, that is I have another shirt. That that best best I have another. I don't See, this hear is it. this is shirt on shirt conflict because <laughs> I launched the first offensive with the shirts. I'll talk about that. I'll show that shirt. You're bad for In a little bit here. I have two.
2: Is there I a way have two to shirts.
1: mute The word shirt or best <laughs> bud.
2: Look, I'm just saying Luke is a Klansman and the SBLC said so. This is is mutually
0: assured shirt structure. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw Seamus trying to uh, burn a cross in my backyard, but we'll get into that in a little bit. That's the last thing I
2: would ever try to burn! (laughs)
0: <laughs> i tried to burn the industrial. statue of
2: the devil not a cross are you kidding me <laughs>
0: okay all right now, now back to this serious topic Anyways, of discussion the
1: listed me together with hamas like you were listed with, with the KKK. KKK. Yeah. no it's like right it's it's one list of like it's like the glossary of extremism they call it and like i was in it <laughs> and then you have hamas in it and hezbollah and and i'm just like are you freaking kidding you me? you and hamas are on the me same hamas, page yeah uh,
2: To be honest, I'm a little shocked that the ADL doesn't support Hamas. (laughs) I I have no idea what they're going after, what they believe at this point. Well, they probably probably
0: might have, uh, especially if you're false flagging a lot of these things, especially Uh. if you're just trying to create a lot of this kind of of hatred that normally naturally isn't there, that they have to kind of stow as as much as they can. There's already so many fake things about the internet, especially with the dead man theory. I, I bet, you know, traveling the world, the United States is one of the least... Racist, hateful places in the, the entire least. world. It's not
2: just one of like the, yeah. the least, least. Yes. racist country in the uh,
0: world. You go everywhere else, crap ton of racism. Everyone hates everyone, especially when it comes to countries that they're close to and have a lot of bad history with. America, again, one of the best places on earth. And for it to be kind of deemed, the, and, and for us to go through this kind of cultural punishment, this kind of Chinese style cultural revolution is just absolutely backwards, sickening, and, and ridiculous to the point where they're licking you with with freaking Hamas which is
4: which is not I've got a question for you I mean being Jewish I don't know if you are you know exist in the Jewish community or any of that collectivist bullshit but do you think that the mistreatment that you've received has has woken up some of the Jewish people that you might know as to how fucking crazy the ADL is behaving
1: oh 100% okay. and and like I would love to go after their donors and I might be the best tool for that because I'm just like, look, here I am. I'm an open Jew, and the ADL is targeting me because I think that there are only two genders, and that men can't get can't get pregnant, and we shouldn't cut off the body parts of kids and you give terrorists. kids porn in school. Like, yeah, just so, like Hamas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like that
2: might, that Hamas
1: is, is pretty anti LGBT. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, those know. are That's why you're there. That's why you're on there. that list. So um, yeah, like, and, and and then this 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 organization that's supposed to you know, fight anti-Semitism is attacking me for those, for those things. Uh, and I'm Jewish. Like, I think that, that I could probably have a lot of sway. Um, and I mean, I would love to see the ADL get a significant, uh, reduction in their, in their donations. Well, I, I, I encourage you to take
4: that those steps because it's, it's really out of hand at this point. And I think it, it doesn't, it doesn't help obviously, the American culture, but it also doesn't help the Jewish community at all. No, it's terrible It's terribly counterproductive. You have counterproductive. this guy,
1: Jonathan, who, d- who gets to decide who is an anti-Semite. Like, mm-hmm. why is he the one that gets to decide that? And, like, he'll just put... And it's based on nothing. Like, he just... he. It's just, like, whatever he's feeling.
2: Yep. There's that... And then uh, they
1: blackmail people.
2: There's that joke on, on South Park where um, Stan's dad has to apologize to the black community, like, has to apologize to Jesse Jackson. People are like, wait... He- well, He's not the king of black people. Like, it's not like there's this one person you have to apologize to who gets to decide that you're going to be absolved. It's interesting because like the ADL basically takes on that role for Jewish people it's like, we're the ones who are deciding yeah. this is anti-Semitic. And if you've done something that we disagree with, like you hate an entire group of people, and, and, and they, we're the ones you have yeah, to apologize to. And then they to. use it for political purposes. purposes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's such an and obvious And for blackmail purposes.
4: Exactly. Like
0: they did with Elon Musk. They're like, yeah. oh, Elon, you're, you allow free speech? You allow Chaya to say what she wants? We're going to take your advertisements. And that's the kind it's of so harassment... Crazy campaign that they have utilized in so many unfair ways is of course Twitter just allows people to talk to each other mm-hmm. like that that that's an amazing incredible thing they're being accused now of, of actually censoring anti-israeli voices I haven't seen that actually corroborated. but but with its kind of a, a attack with what's been happening specifically on, on, on Twitter this highlights how a, a lot of this is made up on just outright bullcrap outright lies and it's being used to, to, to pressure to destroy political opposition leaders
2: yeah well I'll ask you this because it's so for as long as I've been paying it attention, attention to them. I've known that the ADL was horrible, uh, but I'm curious, do you know uh, any Jewish people who aren't on the left or aren't far left who just were not aware of how bad the ADL was and did see it as an organization that was representing their interests? Well,
1: I mean, I would say I didn't didn't know how bad they were Mm -hmm. until they started attacking me. So they um, called you a terrorist? <laughs> a terrorist, extremist, bigot, like Hamas. Um, I think, I think uh, how they treated me, and this mm-hmm. goes back about a year. So, so they, they placed me on their glossary of extremism about a year ago, and then they finally removed it a few months ago after I threatened to sue them. Good for you. So I think that when they, when they put me on and then I started talking about it more and bringing attention to it a lot, I, th- I really think that woke up a lot of people.
2: Good for you. Well, I think more people just have to do that. They just have to threaten to sue them. I think Hamas should threaten it. No, I'm kidding. But I think more people do need to threaten to sue them, right? The fact that they were willing to take your name off at that point because they didn't think they could win the legal battle means there's probably other names on those lists who could be taken off if they just told them they were willing to take it to court.
0: I mean, if Alex Jones is going to have to pay billions of dollars to mm-hmm. the Sandy Hook families, if Donald Trump is going to have to pay, what is it, $83.1 but million. But that's 2 man. You know that's yeah.
2: two-tier. They will never treat the ADL in court the no. way that Why? they treat Donald Trump and Alex well, Jones.
0: It also depends on, on the jurisdiction. Like, if you do it in New York City, mm-hmm. you're going get the obvious
4: kind of response here but mm-hmm. if you do it in Florida then uh, you
2: won't be able to say gay in the courtroom <laughs> it's horrible <Yeah. laughs>
4: Well, and and the the way that the SPLC roped in the Mises caucus and, and myself and Dave Smith and a handful of others was that some of us had interviewed because we have podcasts so we have you know controversial figures that'll come on sometimes and one of our guests was Ryan Dawson like wh- wh- however you feel about Ryan Dawson who's that yeah, yeah however you feel about him who cares? I had a guest on. It just doesn't mean that I, I then espouse every belief that he has. And then that is now applied to the entire Mises Caucus, which now is applied to the Libertarian Party. It's like, to me, it's clearly about going against dissenting opinions. Yeah, It's not about protecting Jewish people or mm-hmm. or minorities or anything like that. It's just like, do you dissent from the regime? Well... Now you're in the target. Yeah. and, well, and, 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 and Chai,
0: I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I think if someone says something kind of wild or, or controversial, I think it needs to, to be talked about. I think yeah. we need an open conversation <laughs> to counter bad ideas. And When you don't allow that to happen and when you have so much censorship going on, you, you, you kind of make topics very taboo and you make people believe it in a very re- religious way rather than actually talking it out. You make them kind of double down and become even more radicalized on the internet. As I've been saying that a lot of this censorship has a, a very big negative to it. And that big negative is specifically more people doubling down on their kind of racist viewpoints and only becoming more racist and more hateful and bigoted.
1: That's why yeah. they attack Elon like relentlessly because free speech is the biggest threat to their narratives because mm-hmm. now we're able to actually have debates. We're able to have conversations and, you know, they're, they're, they're being forced to see other viewpoints. Whereas before it's like, Oh, there's a viewpoint I don't like, or there's a viewpoint that triggers me. Um, and I feel unsafe. Oh, let's just censor them and yeah. silence them. And well, the I, big tech I, was in on
4: it. I'm curious to, does it give you, uh, I'm certain it doesn't give you any sympathy towards Kanye's positions or views, but does it, does it make you understand him better when you realize that, what you've dealt with for the past year, Kanye has been dealing with, but on a you know billion dollar scale. Like, does that does that ever make you go like, like? I, obviously, I don't agree with his his conclusion, but like, I understand why he feels persecuted.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, look, cancel culture is it could come for anyone, uh, and it it eventually does. And um, I think that some of the things that he got canceled for were kind of like minor. Uh, yeah. Compared to to like in in the grand in the grand scheme of things, um, but.
4: If you're gonna if you're gonna get canceled uh, for anything, I think if you go on Alex Jones and you say I love Hitler, like that's that's a, that's a reasonable Hitler, one.
2: But, and not just I love Hitler, but I especially love Hitler. Like yeah. everyone has things to offer. Yeah, Alex to Jones especially.
3: thought
0: he was joking. He yeah. was like, I was like, you mean you know you gotta love everyone?" He was like, "No, no, I." I love him. And I'm like, it's Alex. Like, that's the, the first time ever. I saw Alex feel uncomfortable. Yeah, he was very like, Alex felt like everyone fell feels interviewing
3: Alex. all right well,
2: It was. It was. Yeah. That's a good good point yeah. um, but it, it was also it was a really funny moment because like it felt and it sounded like Kanye was walking the statement back but in the last word he doubled down because he's like I but, love Hitler he was, and getting,
1: then he was getting cancelled before that
2: yeah no yes, no no, no absolutely yeah he was but, getting cancelled and before and that. just
4: to just to add the reason Kanye is doing that I mean he may be anti-semitic I don't really fucking know but it's quite clear that he was taking on some sort of Andy Kaufman-esque type of role he was wearing that fucking get mask he's just saying the most outlandish shit imaginable he was like I have everything, and I'm still not able to speak freely. So I'm going to speak freely, and I'm going to lose everything. And I'm going to demonstrate to the world, like, this is what happens if you step out of line. I don't agree with his <laughs> tact. I don't agree with how he we, how we went about it. But I did I did see uh, the humor in it, if nothing else. Uh, yeah, some people didn't.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I <laughs> think it's
4: fucking funny. If you ever say anything that makes Alex Jones uh, cringe... I think that's hilarious. Also, but, you know, that's my I don't really
1: feel so bad for him. He's he's still a billionaire. Billionaire, he's fine. Sure. he's he, he's okay. He, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's he was cancelled for Adidas for yeah you know, right. for a little bit. Didn't he get his contract back?
4: I think he might have. I don't know, but it was like. He did have he was on if That's true
2: he's actually uncancelable. If he got that contract back after all that that well, man is actually uncancelable. But you know what happened is their no. sales
4: plummeted. No. They and they they were on the hook for like a 2 billion dollar contract. I think it was like 500 million a year, some crazy sum. And they canceled it and then their their product line just went to shit and they're like All right, man. uh, Just come on back. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. I want to bring up the next article of discussion, also involves you, Chaya, from NBC News, that had this insane headline reading quote. A far-right influencer who was accused of instigating bomb threats last year against the school library in Tulsa has been named an advisor to a state library committee, the head of the Oklahoma State Department of Education says. Yeah, uh, that, that last part is is key there, as they literally call you a far-right influencer of, uh, accused of instigating bomb threats. What in the world are they talking about? And, and, and again how are these organizations not sued and and lose everything that they have for these kind of statements
1: well i hope you have a bomb squad nearby because <laughs> <laughs> if you read left wing media you would think i'm one of the most dangerous people and everywhere i go is basically just a trail of bomb, of bombs and bomb threats <laughs> so,
4: i mean it's it's really remarkable <laughs> that they can make such a un, like what is this even founded on
1: it's so they started this libel. It's literally a libel at this point. And they started it about a year and a half ago uh, uh, when I was posting something about Boston Children's Hospital. So that was the first time I was accused of bomb threats. Um, and then that person actually was arrested. Uh, the person who made the threats, never connected to me. I don't even know if it was a Democrat or a Republican. Like, I have no idea. No information really came out about her. But the first time I was accused of it, it was very stressful for me. You know, like, of all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, like, there's a bomb threat. This is scary. Yeah. Like, and, and the entire left wing is attacking me, the media and on Twitter and the influencers. And um, and it cost I, I me, like, a lot of anguish. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, there's another story. And again, there's a bomb threat. And they blamed it on me. And then a few weeks, and I'm then I was just like, okay, I see what's going on here. (laughs) Um, This is, and then I like felt so silly that I even gave an ounce of energy to feeling upset over being accused of a bomb threat. Um, But anyways, interestingly, they connected me to about thirty five bomb threats. And I'm not kidding. And there's only been one person ever who was who was arrested for one, and that was the first one, the Boston Children's Hospital. So what I think happened is someone legit called in a bomb threat to Boston Children's Hospital. The person was arrested as 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 she should be, you know, she should she should face the, the fullest extent of the law. It's it's awful. Um, and then they saw how well that narrative worked with trying to discredit me, undermine me, attack me. Um, uh, defame me, lie about me. So then what I think happened is they just started using it for basically tons of other stories, every other story they possibly could, because no one else has ever been arrested for any of these other bomb threats.
4: That's, I mean, it's just unspeakably evil. And and really what they're saying, they're not actually accusing you of ever... Calling in bomb threats, they're saying that you are stochastically terrorizing, right. right? You're 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 inciting these people based off of just a, a, a video from one of these hospitals, I guess? Is that the thesis?
1: Or like, oh, here's this teacher from the school saying that, you right. know, she teaches kindergartners that they could be trans. And then it's like, oh, the school had a bomb threat.
4: So a a b z you're you're guilty yeah you're responsible for the actions
0: of of the people that maybe saw your stuff
1: they all of their headlines are she's accused of bomb threats but who's the one accusing me it's Mm -hmm. they themselves they're quoting their own defamation articles
4: that's (laughs) fucking nuts
2: (laughs) i I can help myself but no you're right and it's it's interesting to me right because again they talk about this concept of sto tax Stochastic terrorism, and ironically, like even just labeling somebody a stochastic terrorist, the way that they do, is a form of stochastic terrorism because what they're saying is this is an evil person who's going to do violence against other people, or vi- who, who will, res- uh, you know, end up having the consequence of violence befalling under other-, other people if they continue speaking. Like, and there's there's a little subtext there. Somebody has to stop them. Somebody has to do something about it.
1: You know, I haven't heard the word stochastic in a while. Now they just call me a
2: plain yeah. old terrorist.
0: Which it's is his word of the day.
2: That's right. It's just, it, but it's hilarious that they would call you that. I mean, the word just doesn't have any meaning anymore. Yeah. First in this is something that we saw right after Trump got elected. They stopped saying racist and started saying white supremacist a lot more often because they realized the word racist had lost all of its meaning. Yeah. And then white supremacist doesn't have as much meaning, and, and so they started calling people insurrectionists. And I guess now it's terrorist. Terrorist, yeah. yeah.
1: These words, they lose their meaning, and... Um, and there are actual cases where, you know, you can use that word and then it actually does a disservice to, yep. to those scenarios because well, just no one believes that. Yeah.
4: I mean, it doesn't just diminish the value of these words, but it also it it basically gives the the FBI, which has been reoriented under the Biden administration to start to target people like you. And and I think that's that's what concerns me most about this is, is like these aren't just, you know, and and slanderous. Labels to apply to people in a a totally unfounded and in my opinion, criminal way, but it also opens you up to spying perhaps, you know, like really dangerous stuff that I just, it's like, have you no shame? Like I just, I can't believe that these people can wake up every day and continue to do this to you or people like you it, it really it makes me mad and it's and it's dangerous
0: because there's people who are going to be reading this this headline and they're gonna be like she's causing bomb th- she's a of terrorist course. and and yeah and when you have individuals just be so radicalized by by so many of these lies they, they become extremely dangerous for everyone's safety and, and personal well-being especially now with the polarization of our society based on political lines it, it, it's something that that especially with all the bomb threats especially with all uh, not not just only the doxing, but the swattings that happen. We're living in a different age where politics is becoming more and more dangerous. And and to me that's ridiculous. This is yeah. politics. This is something that in the nineties we're like, yeah, you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat. We could still have our fluoride drinks and, and watch our sports balls. And 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 it's like they were cool. Now people get angry with each other over political ideology. That's insane. Yeah. That's well, crazy.
2: When you also just look at what's happened uh, to us at, at TimCast with the, the the swatting and the doxing and the threats, and you go, "Well, then hold on. Why isn't it that everyone who criticizes the people at TimCast gets labeled a stochastic terrorist? And we we know exactly why, right? Because that label just means shut up. We don't like what you're saying.
4: Yeah. And well, what, and what's even crazier to me is that like tim is he even self-describes as you know or jokingly as being a fence sitter like mm-hmm. he is he's by no yes. stretch of the imagination is he some sort of radical figure no nope. neither is she and, mm-hmm. and it's just it's amazing because like i say crazier shit than both of them <laughs> yeah, And i'm like me i'm too. like i'm like well, fuck, it, when well, the media yeah. turns its sights on me i'm in a lot of trouble and i oh wait i just announced to run for the vice presidency under the, the lp that was a fucking huge mistake uh but i mean this is the this is the thing though like once they start to apply it to a bunch of people that are like they're dissidents but they're certainly not you know violent or dangerous figures at all well, then it's just incumbent upon the rest of us to say, "All right, well, I'm going to step into the fray too." Are You going to fucking call everybody that? Yeah. Like now, is it is yeah, but it they every Trump supporter? No, I, <laughs> they will. They will. But it also diminishes, right. like just as it's diminishing the value of calling someone a terrorist or a racist or a bigot or a sexist or a homophobe. Well, eventually it'll diminish the the entire labeling of all of us. Like like your labels will just be meaningless. Your reputations will decline. They ought to have already declined into oblivion. But I hope this is the final nail in their fucking coffin because these people are propagandists to the highest and like
1: it does ruin you like all the legislators in oklahoma a a lot of them the ones that are against me like their whole reasoning is oh you're 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 appointing the person who's accused of bomb threats to this committee and it's like no like but but that's a lie like i'm not connected to any bomb threats so it actually like it tarnishes your reputation and Mm. it's 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 really harmful and Um, it puts
0: people's lives in danger a lot of people don't don't realize that at all. Uh we got a rumble rant from Skuzie Q Love saying do you think Alex Jones is Colin Tell Pro control the opposition? Personally, no. Uh if you guys want to share anything you can about that, but we have another uh, uh rumble rant from TRHL official saying New York Times Company versus Sullivan 1964 extended from public officials to public figures when protecting the press from libel. Uh, thank you so much for your rumble rants, as of course we also have some callers lined up. Oh, from, wait, can, yeah, can I just yeah, 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 pivot off
4: that? So is, that, is Josie saying that you cannot sue for libel if you're a public figure? I don't know. She just said what she
0: said on the, on the rumble Oh, uh,
4: That's what I'm reading into it. I'll, I'll talk to her about it later. Uh, but yeah, we It elect- is
1: my charter defamation claim for a public figure. Okay.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, you know
0: is there going to be some legal action here? Are there gonna be some lawyers that are actually going to be filing some of the paperwork? I'll leave that as we're gonna to go to I our might have first some caller.
1: Soon. Yes. I'll just leave it there.
0: And um, I will be anxiously awaiting. <laughs> <especially>, <laughs> it may take a while, but especially with how just everything is becoming so litigious, it's it's kind of it's. it's it, I, I think this is a scheme organized by lawyers just to try to get everyone to hire them now. Uh, it sucks, it, though, man. It, I don't want to
4: live in that world where we have to just fucking constantly sue one another because all these scumbags keep lying about people. It's terrible.
0: Well, yes. Uh, well, as, even as an independent media organization, you look at what happened to Alex Jones. You always got to be careful with uh, what you say, how you say it um and um you know some people say hey that's a good thing it keeps people honest but i think it's definitely been weaponized in many different jurisdictions yeah. in very nefarious and ways If you're
1: on the right side the right side meaning the left then it can obviously be very profitable for you
2: yeah yeah that's right
0: brian thank you so much for uh, calling in we are now exchanging encryption keys on telegram and we of course will be going to you once you are live with us brian how are you and what is your question for us
4: Guys, uh, uh, two days in a row now. Uh, so, uh, you might have talked about this earlier. I, I was uh, out, I just came in, catching the end of the show. I don't know if you saw
0: James O'Keefe's latest video about the cybersecurity. I don't know the guy's name.
4: And uh, he worked for the State Department. Uh, should we be nervous how easily James O'Keefe was able to just get in there and the guy's filled his guts? Obviously, it's good that he did that. But that's that this guy works for cybersecurity and he didn't do any vetting or whatsoever. Uh, should we? about that, should we be happy about
0: that? What's everyone's thoughts? Great question, uh, Brian. Really appreciate um, you calling in as, of course, yeah, that guy worked in cybersecurity. He really wasn't that secure. (laughs) He really wasn't that smart, especially sitting down to James O'Keefe whose main disguise was glasses. (laughs) Like literally, he's James freaking O'Keefe. He's all over the media. He's been raided by the FBI. Everyone knows about him. Everyone talks about him. And we have a White House cybersecurity official literally just spilling his guts to him on what looks like a a, a first date. Um, Yes, that's how government
4: bureaucrats, that's how the DMZ
5: works. He wants to get lucky.
4: Staff, she said he wanted to get lucky. Well, look, this plays in perfectly to the clip that we played just a minute ago with Christopher Ray saying the Chinese have 50 hackers to, to our one cybersecurity person. Well, our cybersecurity people are out fucking James O'Keefe. They're not even doing anything. They don't even know how to fucking vet a blind date. These people, I can't believe that we even have these institutions, that anyone could even look at these institutions and go, oh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to keep ourselves safe because of the government you know, spying apparatus. These people are only here to protect the institutions from us. They have no interest in protecting us from the rest of the world. Abolish it all, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Brian, uh, you watched the, the the video. I didn't get uh, uh, to watch the full video myself. What was your biggest takeaway from everything? What was the biggest bombshell from what you saw? Uh, to
2: be honest, that they want to say uh, they're going with Biden and Harris.
4: Um, I literally just watched it, so it's. So- uh, is completely black staff is the New York Times article that they refer to. And so, I guess the whole machine, so yeah,
3: like they're all in with black behind closed doors. They're saying that they he has dementia and they all know it.
1: Okay, that fixed it right there. Sorry,
0: <laughs> apologies for that. Thank you, Steph, for uh, letting me know about that. Reintroducing the story that I was just talking about, and this is, of course, the article from the Daily Mail describing how a troubled 14-year-old was taken by the state and transitioned against her parents' will. The, this, as the parents are now speaking out and given, quote, a grave warning That your child could be next in America's, quote, nightmarish trans dystopia. Now, we have heard about these stories already happening in Europe. We have heard about these stories happening in Canada. For it to happen now in the United States is a major moment that deserves to be talked about. As, of course, there are a lot of leftist states, leftist district attorney and judges that are taking the law into their own hands. And to see children as essentially property of the state here really does highlight a lot of warning signs ahead of us that are very worrying as, of course, children being indoctrinated now get to make a decision that's going to hook them on Big Pharma for the rest of their lives. That absolutely is incredulous. That absolutely is something that I don't want
4: to be personally a part of, but
0: it's here and it's happening here in the United
4: States. I'm I'm not at all surprised. I mean, this is kind of the trend that we've been on, that uh, you're you're constantly diminishing parents rights in order to I don't know give added protection to the trans children as if that's a fucking thing uh, I I mean you, you've already had different states that are passing laws that essentially give children uh, rights uh, uh, that supersede their own parental uh, you know controls and I just think that when you do that whenever you give a child, additional rights over their parents and unless it's like actual physical abuse or sexual abuse or something terrible like that. I think it's a very dangerous power to give to the state. And I think that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah
1: and it wasn't just any state. It was Montana, Montana, right? That's not like not a exactly a blue state. Yeah. With a Republican <laughs> governor. Um, he actually put out a whole statement, uh, basically defending it, saying that they followed the law. Exactly. If the law says that you can take CPS can show up, at a house and take their minor daughter to another state so that she can access what they call gender affirming care, uh, then your law is messed up. Yep. Like if that's what the law says you can do. Um, but it's a really, really terrifying story.
0: It's irreversible medical procedures that there's no going back from. When, when so you look I don't at- know if yeah. she
1: actually did end up receiving any kind of treatment for for gender. Did, did she? I-
0: well, the family lost custody of right. the 14 year old. And uh, mainly because they refused to let her transition. Right. Now, has she transitioned or not? There's also a lot of privacy laws involving children that probably we will probably not hear about this particular case if this this child did or didn't.
1: She was she was given vaccines uh, without her parents' knowledge or consent. And then the parents had to request special access to talk to her doctor. And, you know, they went, had to go through a whole... Red tape process to to just be able to talk to the doctor. Um, it's like it's it's scary, and and there's there's also laws being passed. I, there was one in Maine that actually got shut down, thankfully, last week. But they want to they want to basically create these um, sanctuary states for LGBTQ kids, so kids can come and 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 there's obviously uh, they're they're gonna they're, they'll take kids away from the parents and kids who need. Quote gender affirming care can come and get procedures and irreversible uh, hormone treatments and puberty blockers. Um, you know, it's just like I mean, uh, we're, like where is this going to end? What are what are they going to do next? Like they're they're taking kids away from parents because the parents are refusing to affirm their delusion that they're another gender. I mean, it's it's just it's so terrifying. Well, and, I think
4: if we're if we're concerned about kind of this this standoff between the Texas or to the Texans and the feds when it comes to the immigration issue and how people were worried about that sparking a civil war. Well, just, just allow for a handful of good old boys to have their children taken away by the state because they won't let them chop off their breasts or, or their penises. It's like, Okay, well, that's definitely going to get someone to lose their fucking mind. Like if you actually steal someone's kid for that explicit purpose against the, the parents will, you're going to see real radicalization. And it's like we can either we can either allow for that inevitability or we can actually stop it now. And I hope we can do the latter.
0: It's, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how the Supreme Court is going to be taking a lot of these particular cases because, again, children, they can't get tattoos, they can't get piercings without their parents' permission, but they could uh, essentially leave to, to life-changing surgeries that there's no going back from. They, they could uh, uh, essentially chop off their their genitalia all to be a part of the approved kind of social norms of society that of course pushes this ideology on them in tv shows and movies and commercials everywhere you look Uh, especially in the schools as parents recently found out through the covid years holy freaking cow there's a lot of indoctrination there's a lot of very sick deprived individuals using their positions of power to say hey kid you have to do this, or this is great for you, and this is awesome for you, spreading, of course, a lot of confusion, spreading, of course, uh, a larger dependency on big pharma that banks off of these children and makes a crap, tonny mon- crap ton of money off of them for the rest of their freaking lives. So I-, I think there's many elements of this that that should be addressed, and sadly, a lot of them aren't. So right now, I think people should be standing up for this family. I think this should be a bigger issue, because imagine if this was you, now, of course, we don't know a lot of the other details here. We don't know exactly what's really going on here, but but we should. And, and sadly, we do not. Uh, yeah. Got a very
4: interesting uh, super chat or rumble rant, rather, from someone who says that they went to school with these people and they would like to call in. So you might want to check that out. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, like putting aside the whole gender-affirming care and LGBT issue, a lot of states actually have policies that once a kid turns uh, 12 or 13 or 14, the, the parents get locked out of their medical history and their medical information, and the kid has to give permission for the parents to access it so it's not just it's not just about like the the gender the the, the gender surgeries. it's just any medical treatment like but they they want to sec- own and control your kid and, and 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 do whatever they they want with them and and what yeah. do what In- do
4: Marxists do? They they break the family unit and That's they ultimately right. uh, you know decrease parental rights and they they make the child rearing mm-hmm. and this is just ex- extraordinarily dangerous on on many fronts both now physically but it used to just be ideologically and most people weren't privy to that well now it's very fucking overt so it's time to yeah. time to say no
2: well and you also you just look at who these perverts are and you go hmm why would they want to alter the legal status quo such that a twelve year old is treated as an adult what could their possible motivation for that be? Yeah.
1: And like a lot of, uh, hospitals and doctor's offices actually have like a policy that the family doctor has to meet with the, with the kid when they turn at, everyone's a different age, but it ranges from like 10 to, to 13. They have yeah. to meet with them without the parents, like specifically without the parents. I've seen that so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ask them, you know, uh, you know, do you feel comfortable in your body and your gender? Like all these types of questions to lead them down a path of becoming permanent, uh, patients. I I think Um, the,
4: I know other people have made this point, but it's really important to, to remind people of like, are we okay? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, that, uh, you know, kids from 10 to 14 are going through such a, such a As Luke would say, tumultuous, uh, you know, transition in life. Why is that
0: word getting so much attention recently? (laughs) Because you say it
4: a lot, Uh, but, but they, they. I mean, it's just, it's just a very like it's a rough patch for most people. I remember as a kid, you know, like the lead up to puberty is like you just don't know what you're doing with your life, you don't know yeah. who you are. And that, so if you have some person that is viewed as an authority figure come in and sit you down and say, I'm going to have a conversation without you, your parents here. I don't want you to look at them as any sort of authority figure. I don't want you to look to them for advice or guidance in this moment. I want you to listen to me. And now I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions that, that because you feel awkward, like, do you feel awkward? Well, I'm a fucking 13 year old little boy. Yeah, I feel awkward. Or I'm a 13 year old. Yeah, I feel awkward. They're going so, through hormones. Yeah, exactly. Okay,
1: I have to do a book plug because I wrote a book about this oh, Please. <laughs> I wrote a kid's book and it basically the, the whole goal is to warn kids about this very thing because yep. it's actually like a, it's a newer type of issue. Like right. they, they, the left has, has been really seizing on this the last few years where they basically uh, try to sever the parent-child relationship so yep. they could control the kid, uh, p- keep the parents out of the picture completely and and tell the kid that that they're the, they're the trusted one. So it's like teachers, doctors, nurses, uh, therapists, even like a, a, a relative, like an older relative. but these people uh, they're called like trusted adults. Are actually not really so trusted <laughs> yeah. and if they are trying to tell a kid uh to not tell their parents something and to, to keep secrets and and to to not talk to their parents and cut off the relationship then the kid should know that that's a massive red flag and they should tell their parents right away yep. well they're and not if you're... a
2: trusted adult if they're not trusted by the parents right and yeah. even then they're not always a trusted yeah. adult
4: and, and and what what is like 101 in cults to detach you yeah. from your your parents, your, your family, your family. Yeah. Well, yep. this
2: is the, there's a, a dark an even darker layer to this. I quoted on this show the other day, but uh, Wilhelm Reich, the famous psychoanalyst and Marxist, said that we will not speak about the existence or non-existence of God. We will merely erode the sexual repressions and sever the infantile connection between child and parent. I mean, they've known that in order to get their agenda across and really warp people's minds into their ideology, one of the things that you do is you do separate the tie between child and parent. You erode the the family. Um, And I think sometimes people on our side will get this backwards. We'll go, well, Marxists want to destroy the family so they can have a classless society. I think it's the exact opposite. I think they want a classless society to destroy the family. I think these are people who are generally very sexually perverted and they see Marxism as a way of dressing that up in a way that sounds noble. Well, and, yeah. and
4: many of these advisors or counselors that I've seen, I've seen because of your, your Twitter account. And it's like, you can tell that these people are ideologues, you know, yeah. like yeah. they they yeah. they approach any sort of these, count. not all of them, of course, I'm sure there's some that are, are fine, but many of them will approach these sorts of interactions with these children that are in this state of confusion and and in my estimation their goal is to get the child to to ultimately be gay be trans Without be, be question. whatever Without like questions. like that is that that is their victory and i think as long as you have people that are in that position dealing with children like that is just unbelievable like I think it ought to be criminal honestly it should be I,
2: I, co- I completely agree with you it's it's their way of validating their own life choices if I get the kid to do the same thing that means what I'm doing is acceptable right
0: Chai you've been kind of documenting this for a long time and and it kind of does seem like a lot of this is just getting more and more kind of crazy more perverse more weird more wild w- what's the end game here and where do you see it going
1: I think that a a part of it is, uh, obviously they keep moving the Overton window, right. To, to try to get us to accept more things. Um, I think that they, you know, we talk about this a lot. Um, and I, I actually, I'll be honest, I used to not believe it, but I believe it now. Um, I think that they're, they want to, they want to legalize pedophilia eventually. Um, and you can, all the warning signs are there. Um, But I think in the grand scheme of things, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they actually have a plan of what's going to happen once they do uh, take control of all of our kids and completely uh, disrupt society and destroy America. I think that. In a way that just just that might be their goal. But yeah. like well, it does it does make
0: sense and it does add up specifically with what was happening with Jeffrey Epstein and how some of the most prominent biggest people in our society were going to private islands, raping children and were were pedophiles. Why wouldn't they try to normalize pedophilia? As we see news organizations. And they get away with it. Yeah, we see news organizations literally write articles about minor attracted people. And I'm like, they're pedophiles. Why are we trying to normalize pedophilia? I think going down the rabbit hole, personally, I think there's even a bigger spiritual component to this, especially when it comes to robbing the innocence of of small children and babies. There's an evil kind of demonic aspect to this that I kind of see clear as day. I don't know if you go as far as I would, but, but I see satanic pedophiles literally trying to normalize satanic pedophilia
2: Without everywhere. Without Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let, me, um,
4: let me just add real yeah. quick that, uh, it, again, I, I'm sorry I have to always triple down on FBI Director Christopher Ray, who was on Capitol Hill today who's the head of the fucking FBI that did Jack all to get these children justice when it came to the Epstein case. It's like why is he up on Capitol Hill? Why is he not being uh you know prosecuted for fucking failure to mm-hmm. to defend these children? Well, well, to be fair, it was mainly Bill Barr. I know, who, but you know what ran I'm saying? Like the cover up under the Trump administration. The entire institution. I'm not even really interested yeah. in the figureheads or the names. I'm talking about the entire institution. If you're if you're tasked with with you know, stopping child trafficking and you turn a blind eye, you give sweetheart deals to Epstein back in the late 2000s or the early, early uh, 1990s.
0: Oh, all the way to the 90s. All the way into the 1990s, there were children coming to the FBI. I don't know if you know about this, but they were like, hey, there's this weird guy down here in southern Florida, Ghislaine Maxwell, is hiding out and uh, approaching small children at high schools and literally bringing back small children to massage Jeffrey Epstein. They knew that this was happening. They knew that there were sexual assaults and rapes happening in the 1990s. And they know who, yep. the,
1: who his clients are. And not a single person yeah, has right. been arrested. None,
2: None of them have been arrested.
0: Yeah. And Ghislaine Maxwell went to jail for crimes committed against... Who? What? Why? And again, it's just it's just so in your face that she could even go to jail for providing children to nobody. Well, I he just, was he was but, a
4: pimp without customers. That's that's a common thing.
2: That's, exactly. I mean, you just imagine from like imagine if instead of a, a pedophile island, Jeffrey Epstein had a racist island where they all just went there to talk about how racist they were. You know every single one of those people's names, and none of them would have a career anymore. But they were over there abusing children, and nothing's been done. Yeah, that's the
0: real scandal here. And I think the system doesn't like us talking about it because it does kind of bridge this divide between the left and the right. And I think anything that does that automatically needs to be kind of censored, automatically needs to be ostracized. But when in reality, you know, they have us arguing about a lot of kind of nonsense, about a lot of cultural stuff. Everyone's arguing about calendars and Taylor Swift and all this. And I'm like... There's politicians that literally raped children that are still telling you how to live your life. Yep. <laughs> That's an issue that we should be dealing with. And uh, the fact that we're not is a little bit disappointing. And this is why we always try to bring up the real issues here on thebestpoliticalshow.com. We talk about COVID. We talk about the vaccines. We talk about the larger kind of, uh, again, I don't know if you were you were cut off, Chai, but but the larger kind of energetic spiritual warfare here, I think it's real. I think it's self-evident. I think you feel it in your gut. You see it every single day, especially when you're paying attention to what they're moving and how they're pushing the Overton window in the negative way when it comes to satanic pedophilia. I don't know if you have any kind of uh, things that you wanted to personally express about this, but this is, I, I believe, a larger fight between evil
1: and good. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, it's evil. It, it's definitely evil versus good. And I do think that good, good will win. Cause good has to win. Good always, or else, or else the, the, the world is over. I mean, like good is, good is going to win. I'm very confident in that. And I think that, if you look at the bigger picture, like we are seeing some really good wins um, in this in this big uh, fight, uh, obviously it's, it's just a drop in the bucket. There's so much more work to do, but. But we are going to win. I mean, just the fact that that I feel like so many people have woken up to this uh, in the last few years. So just just that fact, right? Because you need people to be aware of what's happening in order to actually do something. So people are aware. Um, they're the, the, all of their their whole agenda is getting a ton of attention. They're having a harder time defending it um, and 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 getting positive uh attention towards it. So I think we we're on the track to winning um but it's a very long road um and there there's a lot of good people though in the fight who who are going to help us get there. A lot of
0: people are describing a situation where uh, some people are saying, the world's all all horrible, it's all negative, it's all bad. Other people are saying, well, no. um, Horrible elements are finally being revealed to you on social media when they were previously denied to you and you never knew they even existed. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know where you guys kind of align yourself on this kind of uh, thought process, but I do believe more than ever we're becoming aware of all the horrible things in this world and not that the world is becoming horrible, but now the horribleness and the evilness is finally being exposed to the general public.
2: I think it's a both and. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of things that are getting worse, but I think a huge component of this is just us seeing things that we wouldn't have seen previously. I mean, you want to talk about fake news and media bias and the far left infiltrating our institutions. Walter Durante won a Pulitzer Prize for covering up the Holodomor, right? Yep. And so this is, this is not new, this is not new at all. I
4: think it's just more pervasive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to a certain extent, the crimes are, are even more severe. But, you know, covering up the Hall of Damar is pretty fucking bad.
2: Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> and, fucking in And his, in, in, um, his mm. journalism is in large part what led to uh, fdr recognizing the ussr as a legitimate country like when you look at what's going on in yemen the houthi rebels have controlled the capital for several years now and even though they still control the capital we call them rebels like we don't recognize the legitimacy of their government and that means something we could have continued to not recognize the legitimacy of the, the USSR uh, or not recognize it for for a, a good while longer, but Durante's work sort of led to the normalization to uh, some extent of relations well, and between all, the USSR and the U.S. It also
4: popularized communism in America yeah, because they were being told that this was a, a good system that we ought to strive towards. I mean, not... not Every outlet was pushing that narrative, but it was definitely pervasive. So it's a it's a multi multi decade, if not centuries long uh, struggle that we're in. I just feel like we are we're reaching kind of a an apex of it. And and can we get through that apex without World War Three or civil strife or, you know, we'll see. By the way, some
0: positive Pete there.
4: Yeah, yeah. The
0: world war, World War. Well, I'm sorry. I was
4: reading the chat and someone said that my BMI is tumultuous, and it just really
0: put me (laughs) in a bad (laughs) mood.
4: Hey, no lies <laughs> detected there. We have some other
0: uh, rumble rants that I wanted to get into. One from Bill Cooper was murdered saying, "Luke, I was asked I asked earlier maybe it disappeared." No, I actually had it lined up. Uh, you asked, "Do you think it's wise to stock up on ammo right now?" That's a personal it's decision. Wise to stock up on ammo. Uh I'm oh, pers- not allowed to say that. Well, you can say what well, you system system can say what it, system you, you, system you say, <laughs> I, I'm not going to give the feds anything. I'll, I'll, but but uh, again, you decide what is best for you in your jurisdiction. The you could legally uh, do whatever you want to. Oh, I'll just say that I Phoenix, take back my comment and I second Luke's
4: comment. Yeah, no, I, t- I take it back too, but I like if you wanted, I would say Phoenix Ammunition is a good option. I'll just leave it at that.
0: Okay. Not your uh, AVG says, Clint, you really have to get this show together. Luke's trying to drag it down, kicking and screaming. Uh, well, sh- sh- yeah, Clint, why aren't you bringing this show up? What are you doing, <laughs> Clint? I think I've
4: been doing a fucking great job. I don't know what he's talking about. Excuse, he's we he's, should branch
1: he's, off and make our own show. Look at yeah.
4: this guy. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> what
2: is he doing? Hey.
0: Hey. We're
4: gonna hey. fire him from his own job, just like James O'Keefe. <laughs> oh, oh
0: my gosh. It happened to me
4: before. It,
2: again, so? it, it happened
0: to me before with New York Not 11 Truth. Oh jeez! Uh, same thing with O'Keefe. Excusey, Q Love says Potato Boy is looking more and more like Potato Man with bigger beard. Thank Trad you. life. Um, a- it's it's more like seed oil life, but we'll get into that. <laughs> Crash Bandit says Luke, my wife went to school with Todd, the dad. I'm trying to set up Telegram to call in. Maybe we, you could call in for the next show. The next show is probably going to be uh, Monday. We have some really awesome people coming in next week as well we just had zuby on we just had james o'keefe on and the list of guests just keeps getting better the more we keep and, doing um, this. Unfortunately,
4: team. we had on Seamus and Ian, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, uh, that yeah. was just scraping the bottom of the barrel because <laughs> Alex Stein counseled on us last minute because Primetime 99 became Lame Time 99, and he got Don't a sniffle. Don't
2: trash Alex Stein. So, I'm going to be honest, though. That was impossible. one of the most fun
4: episodes we've done. Yeah, with exactly. Stein, you know, was it with Stein? No, no, well. Stein was on the show before. No, I know, but I'm saying the, the one with Ian and Seamus was really fun. It yeah. was
2: a lot of fun, Luke.
4: Especially
0: when I was able to manipulate their voices. Um, that was I was excuse Q funny? Love. If you haven't, that's the one before this. Definitely go watch that one. Skewsy Q Love says, You don't mess with our kids. It will trigger something very ugly inside of us. Don't F with our kids. excuse Q Love also goes on and says, Remember, the biggest killer of all time is not heart disease, not cancer, but government. I love to tell that fact to the norms when they defend big government. Another one by Lameboy I63. Maxwell had Mossad connections. Epstein's crimes are Israel crimes, too. Uh, uh, lots of different comments. And again, lots of different governments involved here. Uh, When you look at Maxwell, her father was connected to like three intelligence agencies. So he was like a double, triple agent. But there was a lot of the former Israeli prime minister was also involved in hanging out with with Jeffrey Epstein. That deserves some very uh, serious questions, just like all the U.S. presidents that were hanging out with him as well. That was Ehud Barak, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So in the, in the yeah.
1: files, one of them said that she was she was with a prime minister, but they wouldn't mention who right? exactly and also Possible was
0: and also princes as well. So there was, well, there that was, we know, we yes. know who that was. Yeah. Well, no, we no, 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 there was more than one prince. Oh, there was more. Yeah. Right. So there's there's a lot of information that we still don't know about the story of the decade that a lot of people want to go away. And uh, of course, I, I think it's our duty to start these conversations, it's our duty to, to kind of have a Reflection uh, mirror at the insanity of our modern day society. Chaya, you do an incredible job at that. Thank you so much for joining us for this very insightful conversation that I thought was incredibly important to have right now, especially with all the attack pieces going up against you, as more people need to hear from you, more people need to see you, more people need to realize just the absurdity of the ADL, of NBC News that have lost their ish attacking you for ridiculous purposes that that make no sense at all. So I can't thank you enough for, for coming here and sharing your viewpoints, sharing your ideology. If you're watching right now. Don't forget to subscribe. Click the notification button. Again, Rumble, uh, they have an app. They have uh, TV apps. They have many ways that you could connect with us. But signing up, subscribing really does mean a lot to us. We're almost at 100K. We've been doing this for about two months. We've been having a lot of fun on thebestpoliticalshow.com. Really awesome people just coming back and forwards into the studio in real life conversations with you guys participating with it on lukunfiltered.com. I've been having a lot of fun doing this, so I can't thank you guys enough for subscribing and clicking the notification button. Chaya, if, if people want to support your work and find you, where can they do that?
1: Libs of tiktok.com uh, You can become a free or paid subscriber and um, at Libs of TikTok on all social. And my book, which I did a shameless book book, plug before earlier uh is lottbook.com or it's also on amazon
0: we'll put that in the comment section just so people could find it josh if you're watching uh please just put that in the comment section so our viewers could find that and also in the description and in related shameless news we have shameless
1: Coglin here as well from the Um, worst
0: political an actual website that i bought and have
2: is there anything on it
0: it is. It's his yeah. website. Go. It's it's it's, it's theworstpoliticalshow.com.
2: My name is Seamus Coughlin. Um, I, this my, is thebestpoliticalshow.com,
0: friends... and that is theworstpoliticalshow.com.
2: <laughs> my name is Seamus Coughlin, but Luke calls me Best Bud. Uh, I run a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We make cartoons. We release uh, one a week at least. This week we're releasing two. We just dropped one today on Ben Shapiro's rap career. We are dropping another one tomorrow on the border and the barbed wire controversy and the feds trying to tell Texas what they can and can't do and just kind of the creation of that narrative. It's a very funny video. I think you guys will really enjoy that if you've enjoyed hearing from me if you enjoy what i'm doing if you see the cartoons and like them i did please become a member at FreedomTunes.com. once you're a member you will get access to about 50 top secret cartoons that only members can see and you will get behind the scenes content as well as be supporting american artists who are working against the woke hegemonic narrative it's important L- that you listen see. listen i disavow
0: what he just said there look how uncomfortable i am look best at the bud, body language bud. here number one look best at the bud. body i'll tell you the story right now behind best this bud. i'll tell you the story right behind <laughs> In this, gun right? in his hand? We're, we're hanging out, all right? A- after being on stage with Tucker Carlson, right? Tucker Carlson walks off stage, and he's like, wow, Luke and Tim, it was such a pleasure joining you. Let's all please have a photo. It's just me, Tucker, and Tim. And then this aggressive, hairy, sm- nicotine cigarette-smelling hand just violently oh, is that, is that true? grabs me here was bl- a, a, in, 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 a, in a non-consensual touch. That I would, oh, I would say was assault.
2: Oh, assault. I'm Luke
0: like, who is shoulder? this smelly, dirty potato oh, man grabbing Luke me and assaulting me, me, me during a moment that I'm having with my new best friend, Tucker Carlson? I was hanging out with Tucker Carlson so and that moment was, was robbed happened. from what me. Let Taken let me from me really by happened. this potato merchant who, of course, besmirched this photo, forced his big head in there and then brought his bodily smells into my voluptuous nose. It was not a pleasant experience, and this is traumatizing for him to put this on a t-shirt not okay I can't, and you gave me PTSD I'm sorry Do you need
2: a safe space I won't deny his voluptuous nose what really happened was we were kicking it with Tucker Carlson who was the man and who we had a great time with and he said actually I would like to take a picture with all of you that would be fantastic and so me except and for Seamus Tim Coglip. were about to take this picture with no, no, Tucker no, 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 no. no no oh, Tucker daddy can
0: listen, I have a
3: picture
0: listen listen there's a reason and, uh, I was next to Tucker I have the photo by the way I have the unofficial us. unedited yeah, photo available to you guys right now I got it pulled up on the browser right here There's the. <laughs> unofficial photo of all of us hanging out, as you could see, Tucker Carlson
2: was clearly
0: next to me, not to Seamus Coughlin, who butted in in this photo between moments between the real best buds, which is me and Tucker Carlson. Not Seamus Coughlin. Carlson's By the way, this buddy. T-shirt war no, has been going on no, for a while. No. I launched two major strikes against Seamus. <laughs> I had an Irish Lives Matter shirt that says "Accept Seamus Coglin." <laughs> also available really mean on because he knows about like identity
2: politics. This is, this is, so I this is only that.
0: available it's, for members of lucanfilter.com. It's, not, terrorism. Terrorism. it's, it's, not, really it's not, not available. It's not available for regular he's people.
2: People to kill
0: the, me. No, I'm just saying
2: you know. And then of course, favorite.
0: And then of course, we have this one: the Lucky Potatoes with you on. The Lucky Charms potato box. This is, again, it's only for members of Luke and So, members of Luke and com could get this t a- <laughs> a shirt <laughs> and this t shirt uh, that I wore. I, again, I was ready for meme warfare against this guy, and then he ditches out last minute on the Tim Pool Isn't broadcast. So, so, I'm disappointed. I just think I'm
3: disappointed. It's so funny that <laughs> you feel traumatized by me and you're putting me on all your merch. That seems a little bit strange in my humble opinion. I think that when a person genuinely feels that their private space was invaded, they don't try to put that person who they feel violated them's face all over the clothing that they wear. But maybe that's just me. (laughs)
4: Oh man. Make sure you sign up for Freedom Tunes. Given his liver failure, he's not going to be with tunes. us. FreedomTunes.com. <laughs> he,
2: he, he needs a new liver, guys. Yeah, he, Let's needs, make sure. he needs
4: financial
0: really? support. Look, right. look at him. Look at this. Look, look, at, look, at, this. Me, look, look at me. This. I'm Hold on. falling apart. I'm look, falling apart. Look, look at
2: this malacca over here. I'm only 28. Here. I look 70. It's, my he, liver doesn't work He looks work 56. It's, I'm Seriously. an old man. He's, Seriously. he's shutting I, down
0: as we speak. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. And don't sign up to com and get those t-shirts. Don't get these potato t-shirts. Do not wear them.
4: Dude, the Lucky Potatoes one is fucking amazing. He hasn't seen it yet. Oh, dude. It's incredible, dude you're on a fucking Lucky Charms box. <laughs> I'm so,
2: gonna sue you. that's my likeness, <laughs> but it's <laughs> potatoes, which makes it so much better. <laughs> <It's> so ridiculous. <laughs> sorry, I sorry, Ch- sorry,
0: sorry, Chaya. Yeah. Uh, for, you have to deal thing. with that's such unpro- unprofessionalism here. No, I apologize for that. I'm getting
1: out
2: of here. Uh, yes. I'm sorry that they that he's <laughs> behaved like this in front of you. Really Clint, where can people find you?
4: <laughs> At Liberty Lockpot on X. If you want to support my work, you can subscribe there. Liberty Lockdown's the show and libertylockdown.locals.com if you want to support my work. Uh, I also did a... I moderated the debate for the LP Georgia uh, convention, and it'll be out tonight. I'll, uh, I'll tweet it out later, so check it out.
5: Step. And during these tumultuous times, I'd love for Timultuous. you all to go to my Instagram and find the good vibes playlist on Spotify and listen to it. That's so sweet. Listen
0: guys, do not allow unconsensual touch. All right, this is, is a tumultuous shirt highlighting of a very not okay physical touch. Don't do it. Can kids. you hear this? Be grown adult.
3: Let me too, a moment. Oh, shame is put t about it. my name's Luke <laughs> yeah that's you you made the t-shirts you made the t-shirts that was, a, really good t-shirts, that
2: was a good impression by
0: the way right that, 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 that was that, that was you do the voice thing love you guys stay tuned for more on thebestpoliticalshow.com